been found so far. Martin Patience in Beijing says there's anger in China at the lack of progress. I think the anger is stemming from the confusion over some of the reporting, how this information is coming out. The families on the ground, as well as the Chinese government, what they want is greater clarity from the Malaysian authorities. Three men were injured in a road crash in Milton Keynes yesterday evening when a car ended up on its roof. The crash happened just after six o'clock at the Kingston roundabout at the junction of Standing Way and Grove Way. A family from Buckinghamshire are raising money to help their daughter manage a rare degenerative condition. Esme Davison Holt was diagnosed with Rett syndrome in 2012 and will require help as she gets older. More from Ben Nye. Abigail and Anthony Davison Holt hope to raise around £5,000 after their daughter was diagnosed with the condition at the age of two. The money will contribute towards assistive technology such as a wheelchair and stairlift, as well as donating a percentage to research. Rett syndrome affects around one in every 12,000 girls in the UK and causes severe physical and mental disability from early childhood. Baroness Trumpington, who worked at Bletchley Park during the Second World War, has warned against it being turned into what she called a Disney theme park. The Conservative peer was speaking in the Lords ahead of the opening in June of a new visitor centre as part of an £8 million renovation. Several peers also called for an end to the public rows between the Bletchley Park Trust and the National Museum of Computing. In sport, Manchester City have followed Arsenal out of the Champions League. City lost 2-1 at Barcelona last night to go out 4-1 on aggregate and in ice hockey Milton Keynes Lightning won 4-3 at Basingstoke in the second leg of the English Premier League Cup final but lost 7-5 on aggregate The weather, the mist and fog will clear slowly through the morning, plenty of sunshine this afternoon, a maximum temperature 15 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The village itself is quite ancient. The original settlement here was 2,000 years ago. Inviting everyone to where you live. It's a historic, vibrant village community. So it's a great place to live. All this week, we're featuring Wheat Hampstead. Great for small children if you've got a young family. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Me be 40? No, you be 40. Do you get it? He, the man who's filling in for Sophie Little, who's been in for three days and is now sick, said, you be 40? I said, me be 40? Why me be 40? You be 40. <laughs> Come on, Catherine! Come on, Catherine! You're laughing! Except I'm not 40. No, no. <laughs> the, you are. The, you be 40. No, the joke is, it's it's you, uh, you be 40. If you're doing it phonetically, uh, be 40. Yeah. But I'm thinking he said Y-O-U. You be, B-E, 40. Yeah, but Me I'm be not... 40? Why me be 40? You be 40. No, I'm not. Let me try it to, to Kelly. Kelly. Hiya. So say um, the name of the um, white reggae band from Birmingham. And that was I Can't Help Falling In Love by UB40. Me be 40? Why me be 40? You be 40. No, you be 40. No, you be 40. No, but you be 40. Me be really 40. You too? Yeah, that's why I thought. <laughs> you too? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Kath, it's bands, it's classic bands, mate. Join in or join in or go home. Okay, I'll go home. <laughs> it's like our Friday today. I'm off tomorrow. Catherine's off tomorrow. Kelly is not off tomorrow. Yay! <laughs> you suckers. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. Oh, I think you've left your um something's open. I can hear you. It's gone crazy in my ears. Oh well. 
lots to talk about this morning. I could, how can I hear you talking? That's insania. I think I've broken the studio. Let's just do uh, this. Hang on a second. Oh, yeah, I might have that. There we go. Crazy, guys. It's my Friday. Catherine's Friday. We literally don't... I had the pre-fade on. I had the pre-fade on. Don't worry. Let's... I'm not even bothering with the menu. Hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. There we go. I'm not even bothering with the menu. They can just listen. They can just... Just listen. You don't always... It's like... Flipping it. Listen to that. It's, um, listen to that. It's, um, <laughs> it's, sometimes it's nice to pop into a restaurant and just let, give me what you fancy. I think we know too much in, about what's going to happen to us at the moment. Well, 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 you know, yeah. what, what, what kind of baby am I going to have? I'll know what his name is, all that sort of stuff. No. But oh, you know, congratulations. Sometimes, it's, sometimes it's nice to have a bit of a surprise. An old, older mum? Older than who? You'd be 40. Not older than you. Me be 40. He'd she be 40. Be, she'd be 40. No, hey, I'm not. I, guess where I where, had a little snackette yesterday, Kels? Prisoners. No. S- uh, snack attacks. Let's just 50s. say that it used to be the haunt of the Hamburglar until they executed him. Oh, McDonald's. I had a, a quarter pounder with cheese. Oh. Did it make your day? Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't technically loving it, <laughs> but I enjoyed the experience. Did I'm you? I'm enjoying it. What did you have? Tell her. A quarter pounder with cheese. Yeah. Yeah, but what did you have? A, cu- a quarter pounder uh, with cheese. Okay. They did it with the cheese, did they? You be 40?
Come on, guys. Come on, Jim. Oh, Gino. Whoa, Gino. I like a bit of Dexys. And if your name is Gene, morning. Well, hang on a minute, it's Gino. Isn't Gino. It about... No, it's, no, it's Gino. Oh, I thought it was about Gene. I thought it was about genomes. Uh, Jim. 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 No, Jim. No, Jim. No, Jim. No, I think you'll find it's Jim. <laughs> I've been Jim for, ooh, 50 years. I think you'll find, Tim, that you're Jim. <laughs> yes, Jim, what can we do for you? <laughs> I'm off tomorrow as well. Hey! Fa- how come you got the day off tomorrow? Well, I heard you was going to take it off, or I'll take it off as well. I'm going down to Hitchin tomorrow, oh, but... Uh, beautiful. I'm- Joining that Friday off club. Well, uh, Jim, it's nice to talk to you. Uh, K- Catherine, you're off tomorrow. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to uh, America this afternoon, Jim. Kelly, you're in tomorrow, aren't you? Yeah. Here we go, you see. Jim, have a great day off. What did he call the club? The Friday off club? Yeah. That's what we're calling it. Friday off club. He's good, Jim. I like him. He's a nice fella. He was banging on about some guy called Tim, though. I didn't Who's get that. Tim? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now on to slightly more serious issues. A story we've been talking about a lot the last couple of weeks. The family of a Luton man who was allegedly beaten by two police officers outside his own home have had. Uh, oh, have I started? To, no, I haven't. This is the start, isn't it? Have had uh, a private meeting with Bedfordshire's chief constable. Farouk Ali has a severe form of autism. His family believe he was assaulted by officers who thought he was behaving suspiciously and tried to move him on. Well, Catherine, you've been looking into this. Remind us uh, what the family allege happened to Farouk. Yeah. When this story first emerged, we spoke to Farouk's brother, Dobir, and at this point, his account is the only one we've heard. He told us that part of Farouk's condition is a real reliance on routine. He needs something like that to to pin his day on. And one of his routines is watching the weekly bin collection. Dobir believes what happened was that two traffic officers spotted Farouk standing outside the house. They thought he looked suspicious even though, Dobbier says, if they'd looked closely, they'd have seen he was still wearing his slippers. They tried to move him on, which is when things got physical. Farouk, um, after the alleged attack, Farouk ran into the house, cut some bruises on his face, at which point Dobbier says he challenged the officers about what they'd done and said that their response was that they thought that um, Farouk was a robber. What did the police say happened? They're not commenting on the specifics because this is subject to an investigation um, and the Independent Police Complaints Commission's involved, as is standard with any allegation like this against police officers. What they have said is that the officers involved were concerned for Mr Ali's well-being, which is the reason they got out of their patrol car and approached him. But in the meantime, they've apologised for any distress calls to Farouk Ali and his family. Okay, what's the latest on the investigation? Where are we? Two officers involved are not allowed to have any direct contact with the public. Previously, they've been placed on restricted duties and couldn't work in Luton, something that um, was... uh, caused quite a a great deal of anger. There was a public meeting recently and uh, they were calling for the officers to be suspended pending that investigation. Um, They've been calling for the immediate suspension, the family. Colette Paul told you, Ian, that the case is now being investigated by a uh, a police force from elsewhere so that it's not the police investigating themselves, uh, the Bedfordshire police investigating Bedfordshire police. It's Leicestershire Constabulary who's uh, leading this investigation. And Colette Paul also responded to criticism that the two officers involved in the allegations hadn't been interviewed yet. Ian, it depends on the circumstances. Obviously, if it's um, a person outside of the police force, you've got to arrest them immediately to get the evidence. That's not... Not the same case with police officers. Why not? It seems you know, unfair. We, 
Well, we, no, not at all. It's just a different process for police officers. We gathered all the evidence from the police officers at that time so that the evidence couldn't be um, changed in any way. It was gathered at the time immediately. Um, in fact, one of the officers had gone home and was brought back in to make sure that we gathered the evidence from but them. But they, have, they have had several weeks, if they were of a disposition to do so, to talk to each other and shore up some facts, the suspicious might say. Um, that, can I just say the evidence was seized at the time, so their notes, so that would be very difficult okay. actually. And you know, the, the evidence was seized at the time. During that call, um, that conversation, we took a call from a member of the public who'd been at the public meeting and said he was a friend of uh, Farouk Ali's family. He was calling for Colette. Uh, Paul and uh, Police Commissioner Ollie Martins to step down over this incident because it follows the death of Leon, Leon Briggs in police custody. He says it's unforgivable. Here was uh, Colette Paul's response. I do not walk away from things that are very, very difficult. As a leader of Bedfordshire Police, you know, we deal with things day in and day out and I want to make sure that we get to the bottom of this. So I absolutely would not step down. Um, I'm very keen, you know, that we do get to the bottom of all of this. And as the leader of Bedfordshire, I don't shy away from difficult issues. Uh, so Colette Paul met the family yesterday, did she? She did, and she's told us she cleared her diary to do this because she had come in for some criticism for not attending that public meeting that was arranged in Berry Park last week. Um, she told us that she had to attend a GP's... Uh, uh, session on that occasion and couldn't move it. Um, people at that meeting felt the Chief Constable should have been there. They expected her to be there, but she told you, Ian, that a doctor's appointment meant that she couldn't be there. What's been the reaction to yesterday's meeting? Chief Constable said it was very cordial and productive. She answered as many questions as she could within the confines of the investigation, but the family have told us that as nice as it was to see Colette Paul... She answered none of their questions, really. The Chief Constable said allegations that Mr Ali was mistreated by officers in 2011, this is something that he alluded to, um, Dobby Ali, when we spoke to him last time, uh, will be looked at again as part of the investigation into the incident last month. And later we'll be hearing from a member of Mr Ali's family as well as a... Oh, no, we won't be speaking to a Labour councillor because there's a by-election on. Um, he feels that Bedfordshire Police are failing the people of Luton. Catherine, thank you very much indeed. I'll see you in about, what, 15 minutes for the papers? Yeah, look at you. Nice. Oh, wait, 459 555. I hit this button, we go to the travel. Who's doing it? I just don't know. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, it's me, I'm back. <laughs> well, really thick fog out there this hey, whoa, morning. Whoa, 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 hang on a second. Whoa, whoa, okay. d- 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 just walk back into my life, Alice, I after disappearing. <laughs> Where the hell have you I been? I phoned. I phoned the, to tell people. Who? And I guess it didn't get past that. Who, who did you phone? Your mum? What? Your best friend? No, you didn't phone I me, Alice. someone in three counties. Oh, these, these slackers. Sure. I didn't ask for a name. I didn't plan on following it up. <laughs> they were probably sniffing Angry. glue or drinking hooch or something. Are you probably. well? Because you were, you were pretending you had a... Sorry, you had a crow voice before <laughs> no, you disappeared. I, I was well. I was just visiting friends for my birthday. But I was well. It was planned. That's a thing? You can just take time off your birthday? How Shockingly, old are you, for 12? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just sort of sit under Wowzers. the desk and then well, come out for the morning broadcast. I've got to say, who's the fellow we had the other day? James. Uh, you had Possibly. James Wally. You may have had James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I've just got to say, Alice, he really has raised the bar. Really? Have I got to watch out? Ex- excellent reporting from James about the roads and the trains. So all I'm saying is, you know, do your best. Away you go. <laughs> okay. She was off seeing her friends for a... Oh, my mic's on.
<laughs> well, very thick fog everywhere this morning. Uh, areas of the M40 on the cameras are barely visible at the moment, especially High Wycombe and Beaconsfield. In Milton Keynes on the speed sensors, standing way always also a little busy at the moment already at the Brinklow roundabout and the Kent's Hill roundabout as you head towards the centre of town. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. That wasn't bad. Speak to you later. Time off to go and see your mates on your taking your birthday off. Is that a thing as a grown-up person? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I, I mean, anyway, six seventeen. It's uh, Thursday, the thirteenth of uh, March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police has admitted they're investigating two different occasions when an autistic man was allegedly assaulted by officers. Colette Paul met with Farouk Ali's family yesterday. The Chinese authorities have published images of what they suggest may be three pieces of wreckage from a Malaysian airliner that vanished on Saturday on the way to Beijing. And in sport, Manchester City are... Well, it says are of the Champions League. Are they top of it? Are they out? What Are they top or are they out? They're out. Are you sure? Pop, yeah. Are you, are you sure? I think so. Let's try it. Manchester City are out of the Champions League. That sounds yeah, about right. Sounds about right. Yeah, they lost uh, at Barcelona last night. So, yeah, that, yeah. That, that means they're out. They're out. Oh, that's bad news for those right. guys. They must be gutted. Kevin Keegan's going to be furious. Isn't he just? BBC Three Counties Radio. Me be 40? Why me be 40? You be 40. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. How about a bit of murder and death, particularly local murder and death from the 19th century? I mean, one of the crimes in the book, I think there's a potential there for miscarriage of justice. There until three o'clock this afternoon. More great music to come in the next two and a half hours. Every once in a while, I like a little bit of epic on this programme. Nick Coffer. Today, I'm just outside of Aylesbury at Stoke Mandeville. I'm at Hula, which is an animal rescue centre in the paediatrics ward of the L&D Hospital. I'm in Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not having that. I'm not. I'm, I'm not having that. I'm sorry, Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. Well, I'm not sorry to the Union Gap. I'm sorry to Gary Puckett. I'm not sorry to either. That song was rubbish. What's this one? Should we try this one? This is more like it, isn't it? I'm sorry. We don't, yeah. What? Oh, fucking sick, bro. <laughs>
Lee, Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. After half past six, two important things I want to talk to you about. Spitting and what am I allowed to take on an aeroplane? I, I, I've never had to raise this question before, but I, I have some questions. We'll discuss that after half past. Now, local councillors are set to lose their pensions from next month as part of government plans. Let me read that sentence again and see if you can spot what's odd about it. Local councillors are set to lose their pensions from next month as part of government plans. Who knew local councillors got pensions? I didn't. Well, the chairman of the local government association says the move is a kick in the teeth for those who've dedicated their lives to public service. Well, I'm joined now by uh, Richard Stay, who's been a Conservative councillor in central Bedfordshire for quite some time. Uh, and uh, um, well, we'll speak to him now. Morning, Richard. Good morning. Uh, how long have you been um, a councillor? Uh, 17 years. OK, and what's your pension? Uh, well, I, fortunately, I'm not uh, old enough at this particular point in my life uh, to receive a pension, but... Um, but you must know what it is. Uh, um, no, I don't actually have a faintest idea what it is, but oh. uh, I do have... I do, um, and I've had access to the local government pension scheme now for over a decade, um, and that that, um, uh, that is the case for uh, many... So uh, how, do, how does it work, Richard? Do, do, do you pay into a pot, or what's the deal? Yes, I, I, it's a contributory system. Um, it's the same scheme which is available to um, employees of local local authorities where local authorities wish to uh, partake of that system. Um, it's not um, it's, it's not particularly unusual. Um, there are some local authorities that uh, that do not um, partake in that system. But I, I think um, uh, the, the, the important issue is is where. Um, where people have, have often taken career breaks or often taken up um, local authority, senior local authority positions, um, potentially full-time, um, there is a recognition that, uh, that, that, that perhaps uh, some provision for when they're older um, is, is, a, is appropriate, but uh, not everybody does it, no. Richard, say that. I'm joined by uh, political director of the Taxpayers' Alliance, Dia Chakravarti. Gia, it, it seems quite hard to argue, really. They pay into a pot and they get their pension. Really? Is it, is it really that hard to argue? Um, Councillors are meant to be community-minded people who come forward to do their job from a sense of civic duty. Councillors were never meant to get salaries at all. All they're meant to get are allowances. So having this pension in place really just makes it um, that much more like a job, which was never meant to be. I think it's really symptomatic of a much wider problem. So pensioners, so, sorry, councillors are paid pensions, which you and I, and, and Richard as well, pays because he will, he will be a, a, a taxpayer somewhere as well. We don't know that we pay for councillors' pensions. Our councillor here is saying he doesn't know what, what, what his pension is. I mean, how, how strange is that situation? When we're paying into a pot, we have no idea how much we're paying towards it. The people who are receiving it don't even know how much they're, paying, how much they're getting in, in pensions. I can tell you exactly how much, um, how much it typically is. It's between 15 to 30%, which is actually quite a generous pension, you know, employees' contract if you think about it. I think the FTSE um, average is about 10%. So no, it, it, this is a very good thing that this, the pension's being scratched. We've, been, we've, we've, we've identified this problem in a 2012 uh, uh, report that the Texas Alliance took out. So we really, really welcome this. Well, let's put those points to Richard. Richard, what would you say to Dia? Uh, well, can I, can I make a, a broader point here? And it's, uh, I, I think um, you know, we will have a view on the, uh, on the approach the Taxpayers Alliance takes to life, but... Uh, uh, we're not here to talk about that. Uh, the government has a right, um, whether we agree with it or not, to say that um, 
uh, that elected members of local authorities should no longer have access to um, the local government pension scheme. I accept that that's their right. Whether I agree with it or not, that's a different matter. However, what this, this issue will do is focus attention on the platinum-plated most generous pension schemes that are available to members of Parliament. No, I'm not, Richard, I'm, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in councillor pensions. Dia's, I know you are. Don't, I, exactly, I, don't, I don't want to talk about MPs' pensions at the moment. Dia says that, that councillors should be civic-minded people who are doing the job for the, good, the, the, the greater good of the community the uh, point, and that financial point. remuneration shouldn't be the, the, the main reason. And I, I, I agree with that. I mean, who wouldn't? The so, point, then, so then why do you accept a pension? Uh, the point I'm making is that government has asked elected members of local authorities to effectively become full-time. So Mr Pickles has asked us to get rid of, for example, chief executives and, and taken on roles and responsibilities which are in many occasions more responsible, more onerous and, um, uh, than members of parliament. So you can't have it both ways. If you are doing a job which is quite often... Uh, providing services which um, to, to the most vulnerable people in society um, with budgets which far exceed responsibilities which members of parliament have and then to say that actually you should do it voluntarily actually what you're doing is actually restricting the number of people that are likely to stand for election to local authorities. Dear, what's your response to that? I certainly, I would certainly challenge that. I think Richard would be very pleasantly surprised as to how many people would come forward to take up the role of councillors, even if we didn't have this ridiculous pension in, in, in place at all. There are people who like doing this job because, precisely because they're civic-minded people, and there's never been a problem with getting people interested. But shouldn't they? What's wrong with forward. what's wrong with rewarding them financially for, for the, the time and effort they're putting in? in no, Hang on, Richard. Let Dear let they, respond. Not, there's a very distinct difference between the staff who work in local councils and the politicians who put, put themselves forward who are chosen. The, the purpose of a council is to represent the people of a local ward in the council, and they bring their ex- expertise and experience to address specific needs of the local community. It's not meant to be a job at all. And it's really interesting that this pension scheme allegedly was brought, brought in um, as, a, as, 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 a, as a piece of of bad news by the, the, the spin doctor of that administration just the day after 9-11 happened. So there was no real well, debate around well, it either. Well, well, it was on. just buried into it. There's a, there's a very real sense dear, that I don't, I don't think we can argue this. Dear, I think we're going off on a tangent if we, we, we're trying to link this with uh, the attacks on September 11th. Richard, you've got 20 seconds. Oh, no, 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 not at all. No, no. That's not what I said. I meant it was, it was never discussed properly. Right. It was buried in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the news dear. dominating the day. Richard, you've got 20 seconds. What would you like? What's your final response? Well, I, I, as I say, I accept the government have a right to do this. But what, what I don't know what she would say to the lady who has just given up um, her job to have a family and has the option of coming back, for example, to work, um, uh, work in an office part-time or to work at Tesco's. The message that's gone out uh, from the government, um, which I accept is of my own flavour, is that government is part-time and voluntary. Richard, we've, we've got to end it there. Thank you very much indeed. That was Richard Stay, Conservative Councillor in Central Bedfordshire. Been there for quite a few years. And the other voice was Dear Chakravarti, Political Director of the Taxpayers Alliance. Over to you. Should councillors get pensions? 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still very foggy out there. It's all looking very thick at the moment, especially on the M40 around High Wycombe and Beaconsfield. 
On the speed sensors, the M1 London bound already building up between junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. Also heading towards Aylesbury from Tame on the Aylesbury Road, there's a slow patch just as you pass through Dinton. Public transport though, that's looking good. We've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police has admitted they're investigating two different occasions when an autistic man was allegedly assaulted by officers. Colette Paul met Farouk Ali's family yesterday. The Chinese authorities have published satellite images of three large objects floating in the South China Sea that could be pieces of wreckage from the Malaysia Airlines plane missing since Saturday with 239 people on board. And Baroness Trumpington, who worked at Bletchley Park during the Second World War, has warned against it being turned into what she called a Disney theme park. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester City have followed Arsenal out of the Champions League. City lost 2-1 at Barcelona last night to go out 4-1 on aggregate. Defender Pablo Zabaleta says it's a game they could have won. I think for some part of the game we, we were a better team. We had the control of the ball, we had determination and character to, to you know to show in the camp no I think um, we we should learn about all those things and, and, and think that if we play in that way every single game from now to the end of the season, probably we, we have a chance to, to win something. Tonight in the Europa League, Tottenham host Benfica. In ice hockey, Milton Keynes Lightning won 4-3 at Basingstoke in the second leg of the English Premier League Cup final, but the Lightning lost 7-5 on aggregate after losing last week's first leg 4-1. Buckinghamshire's Ben Sneesby is in action for the first time at the Winter Paralympics today. The High Wycombe skier is in the slalom seated this afternoon. Sneesby competes in the giant slalom later in the week. The big race of the day in the Cheltenham Festival is the expected showdown between four-time winner Big Bucks and unbeaten mare Annie Power in the world hurdle at 3.20. And Andy Murray is out of the Indian Wells tennis tournament. He was beaten in three sets by the 10th seed Milos Raonic from Canada in the fourth round. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Across be- we, we know where we are. Thank you, Simon. Ian Lee, Catherine's in the studio. Yes. We'll play a song in a second. Good. I'm really in kind of like an early 80s sort of mode at the moment, but good early 80s, not the, the, the rubbish new romantic stuff. You've just seen a story in the newspaper yes. about Derek Akora. Yeah. And what was the most haunted, wasn't it? Most haunted. And I only saw a few. My favourite most haunted I was I addicted saw. to them. In fact, I think I've got his DVDs at home. Someone bought me. Wow, you put money Only as half a joke. Pocket. There was apparently there was a really good one with Girls Allowed. Did you see the Girls Allowed no. one? No, I think Oh, I... no, it's quite, it's quite, apparently it's quite good. And there's one where Cheryl Cole's sitting in a haunted chair <laughs> but the best one I saw was Derek Akora and Uri Geller and I, 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 you, I mean it would be unfair to say it's two of TV's biggest b- 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 um, liars because it's not they're obviously both got special powers um, and uh, they're both they're in a cellar and they just try to outdo each other so Derek Akora's going right I'm getting I can't do the voice I'm getting uh, getting a, a young girl crawling on the a floor. A good lady, a good lady. Well, I'm getting a young girl, a young girl crawling on the floor. And Ori goes, yes, I can see her too. She is about 12 and she has had her throat slit. Yeah? Yeah, and he, yeah, she's had her, her hands chopped off. Yeah, and I, I think she's been uh, sexually abused. And they're both just trying to outdo each other in grossness. As the series got, got on, because people were expecting, you know, ghosts every single week. Yeah. Oh yeah, they found ghosts every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
they started to get more elaborate, the ghosts. Sometimes they'd be hanging from the ceiling, sometimes yep. crouched in a corner with the face of a goat. I liked Urigella. <laughs> I met him... <laughs> I met Urigella a few times. He used to come on a TV show I did a few times. And he was such a nice bloke. He's bonkers. He did the spoon bending in front of me, right yeah. in front of me, this close. It was amazing. It's a trick. But it was amazing to see. Made him money over, what, Ma- 30, 40 yeah. years? But he also, he was, he was on a live TV show, a breakfast TV show. So it's 7 o'clock in the morning. Was it 7 to 9, I guess, yeah. And he had this really interesting belt on. And I said to him, right at the start of the show, on air, Uri, I've got to say, man, that belt, that's a really interesting belt. I've never what seen was interesting a, about it? It just had a really strange buckle on it. Ooh. And he said, all right, let me show you something. And he whipped his belt out. He said, look, if you fold this and you fold this, it is a bong. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I know, I thought that was very modern of him. That's uh, an implement used for uh, taking drugs, guys, if you uh, were, were interested. 08459 455 555. In a second, we'll play a song. We'll do the papers. I also want to talk about spitting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's all right you disagree. Yeah. And what can I take on an aeroplane? What can't I take on an aeroplane is perhaps a better question. I've got a camera. Knives, guns. Well, you, uh, I, explosives. I, I was just looking at one website. You can't take nunchuckers on there or knuckle dusters. <laughs> That's a shame. I mean, I'm going to have to repack. But I want to take, I've got my camera, my nice camera, Canon 7D. Yes. It's got a lithium battery, though. Right. Can I take the battery oh. or do they have to go in the, the, the suitcase? Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Call me now. Dum, 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 dum.
Kelly Betts, do me a favour. And we'll make time for it. I know we're doing the BBC Introducing track today as opposed to tomorrow. Find me an Adamant song, please. Oh, okay. <gasps> a, bit, Ooh, yeah. a bit of Adamant. I don't care what it is. Stand and deliver, I do. There we go. Stand and deliver Adamant. We'll, we'll make room for it. I met Adamant several times. Most of the time he was nice. Once he was a right... Yeah, but unpleasant he's... gentleman. He's tr- he's damaged goods, I know, but still, but still, come on, Adam. But I respect. thought he was. Oh, when I was a little girl, I thought he was a the prince charming incarnate. I see. What was nice was uh, my sister was a huge fan, and that's the only reason I kind of booked, when I was doing a music show, I booked him on as a guest. No one else would touch him. This was before he's kind of come back in fashion a bit now, but about four or five years ago, no one else would touch him at all because he was he was troubled, and he was going out with or he, in his backing band was um, uh, not George Harrison. Manuel's granddaughter. Oh, right. The Satanic Slut. That's the name of the band. The name of the band. Um, Georgina. Mm-hmm. Something. Anyway. Sax. That's it. And he came in, and he was actually, he was, he was on top form, although he was a bit weird. He wanted my producer to go upstairs and escort him downstairs. That's fine. Okay. Into the building. That's fine. Into the, he actually wouldn't come into the building until my producer went and said, would you like to come in, Adam? Oh, yeah, thanks. I'd like that. Yeah. But he came like down. Like a vampire. And my uh, sister loved him. And he phoned up and left a message on my sister's answer. Going, all right, Joe, it's uh, Adam Ant here. Uh, just want to see. Just uh, hope you're all right. And uh, and the next day, I, I, she phoned me up in tears. What? How did you do that? What are you doing? I would. I love him. He was good. Shall we have him now? And yeah, the I face fancy a bit. Oh, hang on a minute. It skipped. It doesn't matter. I can drag it down here. I just fancy a bit. I'm enjoying the music today because we're not playing the usual rubbish. <laughs> Attention! The 
beautiful. He's still a good-looking fella. (laughs) (laughs) It's Friday. It's Friday, guys. If you want to be in the... What's it called? The Friday... Friday Off Club. If you want to be in the Friday Off Club... It's Jim's Club. If you're taking taking tomorrow off, as I am, Catherine is... Kelly's not... Are you, Kelly? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, 08459 Hardly any you know time... No else is in the club. Sophie Solaria. So- well, yeah. Are you in the club, Sophie? Oh, congratulations, mate. Well done. Thanks. When, when's it due? No. What? Friday off club. Oh, I thought you were in the club club. All right. No. Steady. Right. Uh, Kels? Hello. Yeah, you looking forward to having tomorrow off? Tomorrow, uh, yes. What? Oh, no, I'm not off tomorrow. Oh, no, you're not. So- no, oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> Oh, that's a shame. Never mind. Never mind. We haven't got any... Do, do a story from the papers to justify our feet. Bradley Wiggins um, is an Olympic hero. He's, he's also Paul's, set to be... He's Paul Scoyne's, like, um, if, if, if Paul... His boyfriend is what I'm trying to say. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Really? He's his idol, isn't he? Yeah, and we'll if get... If Paul Scoyne's had a locker, there'd be a picture of Wiggo in it. We'll get, um, we'll get uh, abusive emails. <laughs> anyway, Wiggo's going to be on the arches. Steve's on the line. Morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, have you got tomorrow off? Uh, no, no. Oh, that's oh, a shame, God. mate. Oh, I have to work. Oh, no that's a real shame. Yeah. I'm going to America straight after this show. Straight after the show, I'm going to the United States off. We used to own that place. And do you know what? I'm going to scout it out, and I'll come back and let you know if it's worth taking again. Yeah, can do us a favour. Take a big case with you. Yes, I am, yeah. Uh, while you're over there, yeah. go to um, Utah and get my son and bring him back. Oh, is he in Utah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, is there a story there? Yeah. Oh, really? Has he been, um... Abducted. Has he? Yeah, sort of. Has he really? He, yeah, he, he lived in he lived in America. He he come back to England for a little while. Yeah. Because I, I paid, I give his mum money enough money to, to rent a place. Yeah. The next thing, about, about, he'd been here for a couple of months, and I get a phone call from one of her, her daughters saying... You know, your mum's taking Harry back to America. I said, oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh. So Ooh. I found I find one of her other daughters, and I said, is that true? She said, no, it's not. She's already gone. Uh, so his mum abducted him in America? Yeah, she just took him back to America. How old is he? He's 12 now. Oh, OK, right. I thought it was a religious cult type thing. But the mum's the, the mum <laughs> taking him back, and you didn't know? No, she didn't tell me. She oh, just when was the last time you saw him, Steve? Uh, oh God! About a year ago. Oh, mate, I'm so sorry. That no, must no, be, I, can't even, I can't begin to imagine what that's like. Yeah, but the good thing is, yeah, that I, I wasn't upset about him going because I was so angry with her. There you go. You see. That, 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 so, so she did a good thing in a way. Anyway, you got twenty seconds because uh, Sophie. No, Sophie Little, Sophie, uh, not Sophie Little, Alice. I'm thinking of Sophie Little, Alice. Yes. Right, we're, we're, Steve, oh, this is all very complicated. Steve's going to tell us a story about Adam Ant, mm-hmm. and then we'll come to you. No problem. Okay, Sounds just because, because, sorry? Sounds great. Sounded sarcastic. No. We did. Would I ever do such a thing? <laughs> you did it then. He's the one, he's, he's, Naturally that sarcastic. man is so much energetic. Is that, is that all you so wanted much, to say? It, it, that man is so much energetic. He, he is, he's got so much energy. Is that all you we wanted went, to say, Steve? That man no, is so much energetic. Because no, so, Sophie. We she, Sophie Sophie's there. Hello, Sophie. <laughs> so right, okay. Hold You're, on a second. Hold on a second. We, we, no, Steve, we haven't got when, time. Yes, you have. No, we haven't, because Alice is... Sophie's waiting there, although she's not part of this story. What's, what's her name? Alice is waiting, but then we've got to go to the weather as well. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you quickly. We, I lived in Germany. We went to see him. We all, we all got made up in the 
in the makeup. Yes. Goodwin went in. Yes. When we come out, what a mess. What a mess. <laughs> Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Aylesbury, the A41 heading towards the centre of town as slow as you go through Broughton. Also in Luton, Lee Grave Road looking heavy, heading away from the centre of town. The M1 London bound is building up between junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 anti-clockwise looking slow between junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed, Alice. 6.48. These are your headlines. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police has admitted they're investigating two different occasions when an autistic man was allegedly assaulted by officers. The Chinese authorities have published images of what they suggest may be three pieces of wreckage from a Malaysian airliner that vanished. And in sport, Manchester City are out of the Champions League. City lost 2-1 at Barcelona last night to go out 4-1 on aggregate. Let's get the weather here, Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much. Hello, good morning to you. Fog is the story this morning right across the three counties. Some very dense patches. We've got Met Office weather warning in force until 10 o'clock. Could take even a bit longer than that, actually, for the fog to really properly thin and lift. And it is a very, very poor visibility on the roads. You'll certainly want to be aware of that. I think you'll need extra time on your journeys this morning uh, because in some spots the visibility is less than 100 metres and that makes it very tricky for driving around. That fog will start to thin and lift, but it could only lift a low cloud for a good deal of the day eventually some brighter skies coming through and some sunshine by the end of the afternoon but it could be a slow process particularly towards Buckinghamshire for that. Where we keep the cloud around, highs of 12 Celsius where we get some longer spells of sunshine this afternoon we're looking at 14 degrees. Tonight we'll do it all again, another clear cold night which will allow fog uh, to develop by tomorrow morning. So another difficult commute tomorrow morning, again in the afternoon the sun starts to come through highs of 13 or 14 Celsius the wind picks up this weekend, a cloudy day in prospect for Saturday, but staying dry. Better in the way of sunshine for Sunday with highs of 15 degrees. And we stay dry into the start of the new working week. Thank you very much. I do like a tongue bashing first thing in the morning. Really? Really, Kelly? Is that appropriate behaviour? <laughs> you said it. Yeah, that's taken out of context. Well, what was the context? I don't remember. Well, sounds the same to me. The context is very, very... Di- di- what are you laughing at? Nothing. <laughs> so if you're laughing... Yeah, it's really funny. It's not what's funny about it. <laughs> Give you a tongue bashing in a minute if you're not careful. Oh, I'll clip that for the next one. What? What you just said. No, don't you take it out of context. <laughs> hey, how'd you like your medicine? You're going to get a tongue bashing in a second, Catherine. Clip that as well. No, don't! You're welcome. Hey. Why would you clip that? You've got to take it out of context. It didn't sound very good in context anyway. Right, after the show, yeah. Kelly, yeah. you're going to get such a severe tongue bashing. Clipped. <laughs> oh, no, don't take that out of context. You can't take it out of context. That's what is, illegal. What's a tongue bashing? I'm going to punish you hard. Is that what that is? Seriously, Kelly, you are going to get a sound thrashing. You are going to be severely punished. You're a very naughty girl. Promise. What are you doing? Clipping that. No, you can't clip it. I need some stuff for when you're not in tomorrow. 
for we're virtual gonna, Ian. We're going to pretend that you are well, Ian. You can't do your BBC introducing. Seriously, she, I'm going to give her such a tongue bashing later on. Oh no, okay, don't! Sorry. BBC Introducing is a show every Saturday night, 8pm. It shows off the brilliant music that we have made right here in the three counties. Are you even listening? No! Well, pay attention. Okay. Each week, BBC Introducing puts forward a track. Oi. I'm trying to do my job, Kelly, and do you know what? You make it so hard. <laughs> Each week, BBC Introducing. Oh, she's probably going to click that now, is she? I'm trying to make something you end out of that. What innuendos there, then? I don't know. She'll make one with her filthy minds. <laughs> it's so hard this morning, Kelly, because of you. Annie Eve is our introducing artist this week, and here's her track, Southern. On sheets of a mattress bed Flower part filled with cigarette And his head resting on my chest Heavy breaths, I know you're crying On the ivy curtain wall outside And the way he told me how things were Never had to guess a single thing With him, it was always real
was um, that was very very pleasant. Who is that again, Kelly? If I wanted to go to our price and buy a seven inch. So, uh, Our so price. Your price. Seven inch. You be 40. Well, me be 40. You be 40. That was Annie Eve. That was her track, Southern. And uh, her EP is out on the 17th of March. Hey. And you can hear more from her on BBC Introducing this Saturday. Do you know what EP stands for? Um, uh, something Play. Wow! What is it? You don't, don't, don't mouth it to her. It's not. She's not a four-year-old in a, in a school quiz. You don't know Extended what... play. Yeah, because Catherine told you. I knew, it was, I knew it was something, but I was going to say elongated All right. play. Here we go. Here we go. Here's a, here's a question. Oh, this is oh, for both oh, of you. Mm. Oh, OK, this is for She's you. On She's on the phone. She's on the phone. What is the gut? Where is the gutter? OK. Huh? And the, the river, that, the street. The, the river? The streets. <laughs> where in the streets? By the gutter. Where is the gutter? If you were to go outside now and point to a gutter, where would you be looking? Well, it depends, because it could be... Some people would call the drain the gutter. OK, no, she's good, she's good. Don't don't tell Sophie your answer, and when she comes off the phone, we'll ask her the same she's question. She's still trying to work out Jesus' surname from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> if you missed that, that's in the podcast. The reason we're talking about gutters is uh, spitting. Spitting is going yeah. to be talking about later on. Uh, a listener has got in touch, Catherine, uh, and said what? Said that she is disgusted by the amount of spitting she sees in the streets. Oh. I'm going to say of beds, hearts and books. Where's she from, Kelly? Who? Sorry. The lady we're going to speak to oh, later Oh, sorry. On. She is from Luton. Right. So that's in bed, so that's all bucks. <laughs> it's in beds. Uh, Sophie, mm. where's, the, where's the gutter? Which one? Just the gu- your general gutter. By the pavement. There, she's right. She's right. Spot on. Well done. Well Thanks. done. We want to send you out. To find them. To find... No. No. She's not, you, you explain it to her. You, you produce. This is, Go this and ask is... people if they're offended by spitting. Oh, OK. What's, well, let's do a little straw poll. Um... Who here, hands up, if you're offended by spitting? Me. Me. Well, no, I didn't know. I said hands up. And I'll I'm do... also putting my hand up. But we... it's radio. We have to say no, it as well. I know that. Um, uh, sorry, you are... Sophie. Yeah. I know that. I've been doing this for quite a while. I was going to okay. paint the picture with my words. Sorry, if a picture yeah. paints a thousand words, then why can't I paint you? I could do, and it would look blooming awful. Oh. <laughs> yes. Hands up. Mm. Who, not yet, Kelly. Hands up. Who thinks spitting is disgusting? So, uh, Catherine has put her hand up. Kelly has put her hand up and... Sophie. Sophie has put her hand up. Great okay. picture. Hands up who doesn't think spitting is disgusting. Ian has put his hand Ian up. Ian has put his hand no. up. Steve has put his hand up. Dwayne has put his hand up. What? Paul has put his hand up. Beverly has put her hand up. Yusuf oh. has put his hand up. Wait, Alice so has put her hand up. Ian, you yep. don't think spitting in the street is dis- disgusting? Well, I do it. Oh. You're disgusting. No, you don't think you're. Why you... do you spit in the street? Where else am I going to spit? In a hat? Yeah, Why do you need your to swallow? Spit? Ladies, swallow. C- ladies, calm down. Sorry, Sophie? Just swallow. Clip that. Uh, uh, Catherine, you had a Why point. Why do you need to, make... to spit? Because I've never felt the need to expectorate in public. Big it, word. Yeah, very big words. We'll look it up later you're on. You're welcome to that. Um, because I sometimes I need I have greenies cough. I have to sometimes I have phlegm that has to come up. No. What? Oh. Is it because of the? I don't know. Is it a man thing? Is yeah. it because of the big Adam's apple? The Adam's apple I think produces. Do you know what you need? Hello. A spit pouch. You carry around a little pouch. You spit in there. Then you tie it up. Put it in your pocket. And keep it to yourself. I think they're called platoons. <laughs> Spittings. <laughs> Platoons. <laughs> Platoon. Uh-huh. They're called what? Platoon. Oh, okay. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. There's nothing that wrong with spitting, is there? And who's going to go out and buy a whole platoon just to spit at them? <laughs> Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the speed sensors, the A1M southbound looking slow now around Junction 7 for Stevenage and the M1 London bound still looking a little heavy between 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. I've got a message from Scott on Twitter. We're talking about Uri Geller. When I was a kid, Uri Geller bent all of my nan's keys through the television set. <laughs> Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Chief Constable confirms two cases of alleged assault on vulnerable Luton man. No progress in search for missing plane and fundraising for Buckinghamshire girl with rare disease. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police has admitted they're investigating two different occasions when an autistic man was allegedly assaulted by officers. Farouk Ali's family claimed the incident last month in Luton was not the first time he's been mistreated. Following a meeting with the family yesterday, Chief Constable Colette Paul says they're taking the matter seriously. An incident took place back in 2011 with Farouk and an investigation took place on those on that occasion. I have asked um, the investigation to have a look at this and what's happened since as part of this ongoing investigation as well. The Chinese authorities have published satellite images of three large objects floating in the South China Sea that could be pieces of wreckage from the Malaysia Airlines plane missing since Saturday with 239 people on board. Malaysia and Vietnam have sent planes to the area, but nothing has been found so far. US Commander William Marks is involved in the search. We have uh, a lot of assets there, so so there is a lot of coverage here. Um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge, and uh, the question is, well, where do you go next? If you're in the Gulf of Thailand and you think you've searched that entire entire area, well, now what do you do? Police in Hitchin are appealing for information after three men were seriously injured in a fight at a house in the town in the early hours of yesterday morning. Three men forced their way into the address in High Overway at 1.15. Police say the men inside received serious but not life-threatening injuries. Three men were injured in a road crash in Milton Keynes yesterday evening when a car ended up on its roof. The crash happened just after six o'clock at the Kingston Roundabout at the junction of Standing Way and Grove Way. A family from Buckinghamshire are raising money to help their daughter manage a rare degenerative condition. Esme Davison-Holt was diagnosed with Rett syndrome in 2012 and will require help as she gets older. More from Ben Nye. Abigail and Anthony Davison-Holt hope to raise around £5,000 after their daughter was diagnosed with the condition at the age of two. The money will contribute towards assistive technology such as a wheelchair and stairlift, as well as donating a percentage to research. Rett syndrome affects around one in every 12,000 girls in the UK and causes severe physical and mental disability from early childhood. Baroness Trumpington, who worked at Bletchley Park during the Second World War, has warned against it being turned into what she called a Disney theme park. The Conservative peer was speaking in the Lords ahead of the opening in June of a new visitor centre as part of an £8 million renovation. Several peers also called for an end to the public rows between the Bletchley Park Trust and the National Museum of Computing. In sport, Manchester City have followed Arsenal out of the Champions League. City lost 2-1 at Barcelona 
Barcelona last night to go out 4-1 on aggregate. The weather, the mist and fog will clear slowly through the morning. Plenty of sunshine this afternoon, though. A maximum temperature, 15 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It looks like an extremely historic village. There's lots of ancient buildings, fascinating looking buildings. Inviting everyone to where you live. It just is still so quaint. It hasn't been overbuilt. All this week, we're featuring Wheat Hampstead. Come and look at the old buildings, because they're very old. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Just through, you may have missed the uh, tweet I read from Scott. We were talking about Uri Geller earlier on. He tweeted, <laughs> When I was a kid, Uri Geller bent all my nan's keys through the television set. He used to do that. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. You put your stuff on top of the telly, he got bent. <laughs> No, it he also mended watches. Yeah, I can mend watches. You know how the, he does the mending watches thing? If you pick up a watch that's been broken for a long time and shake it, the odds are it will start working for a couple of minutes. All right, then. Well, what about the time he came on Three Counties Radio and willed Luke Ashmead's wife to give birth? She did. A fair pl- Now, fair play. That is, that is very, very mystical. Yeah? Very mystical. Geller. Uri Geller is Britain's biggest bender of spoons. He is. He is. You, you can't deny Man, that. No one bends a spoon like Uri. No one bends a spoon like Uri. Right. What else have we got coming up on the show this morning? It's very packed. We've got some nonsense and we've got some more serious stuff, including the family of Farouk Ali had a private meeting with Bedfordshire's chief constable last night. But we'll be finding out exactly what happened. Councillors could be about to lose their pensions. Ooh, should councillors even get them? And we're going to speak to someone who is disgusted by the amount of spitting she sees in the street. I mean, in the great scheme of things, having a spit, it's not that bad, is it? Or is it? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, it's a story that we have been following closely on this programme. Allegations that two Bedfordshire police officers beat up a man with severe autism. Farouk Ali's family claim he was dragged and punched outside his home in Luton last month while watching the bin men. Well, yesterday, the Chief Constable at Bedfordshire Police, Colette Paul, met the family to update them on the investigation. She said it had been worthwhile. It was actually very, very cordial and, I would say, productive. Um, What I would say, obviously, I answered as many questions as I could, as frankly as I could, but obviously within the confines of um, an ongoing investigation. What I did say to them, we'll obviously have a meeting again once the investigation is complete, because obviously I want the answers to those questions too, as much as the family do. And at the end of the investigation, I can then probably provide them with some of the answers that they want. Well, let's speak now to Farouk's brother, Dobbit Ali, who was listening to what the Chief Constable was saying. Uh, Dobbit, she seemed to think it was very cordial and went very well. Do you agree? Well, um, 
to some extent, I mean, there's quite a few questions could not be answered. I mean, one of the main questions was, why haven't it been suspended yet? And um, obviously, she could answer that question. She was saying things like, well, it's under investigation, and we can't get any comment on that. And uh, I, I asked for the demand of the uh, timeline of the investigation. So it's a very critical question that couldn't be answered. And I felt that, you know, these questions are, need to be answered. At least we know, we know where we're going. So those are your two main concerns, and you felt that, that well, that she didn't answer them at all? No, really, because, you know, she's saying, oh, I can't ask, tell you how long an investigation will take place, uh, why haven't they been interviewed yet, still haven't been interviewed yet, obviously, is the question. And uh, I said, well, at least, you know, question will give us clear signal to the local community and the wider community to have CFCs taken this. And despite that, they haven't actually suspended it. Do you think, though, that things are, are, are moving on now that um, Colette Paul herself seems to be taking control of this? Well, um, we had an interview with the Leicestershire Police. Um, obviously, we, do, we can't make any comment yet, but uh, we have to look at the outcomes of it. And also, are you pleased that allegations uh, into the mistreatment of your brother in 2011 are being looked at again? I believe they have been reviewed. Uh, at, at, this, at this time in the moment, they haven't mentioned anything about the 2011 um, allegation. What would you like to see happen, Dobby? What, what, what's, what's your ideal outcome? Well, ideal outcome, obviously, for medium term, we want sus- uh, a suspension from these sort of officers. Uh, from the duty, and that, that protects everyone, the accuser and the accused. And I, I think it's a fair investigation, a fair balance. But what yeah. if, Toby, let, let me just play devil's advocate for a second, if you don't mind, OK? Please yeah. don't be offended. I, let, let's just try and come from this from a different way. Okay. So far, the only uh, version that we have heard is, is yours. The only version I have heard, personally, yeah. is from you. Now, d- supposing... That in some way you are mistaken. Supposing things aren't quite happen, didn't quite happen as you described. Okay. It wouldn't be fair, would it, for the officers to be suspended? Because anybody could come in, and I'm not saying you're doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm just invest, you know, looking at this. Anybody could come in and say, officers Steve and officers Dave, they beat me up. I want them suspended, and, and, and that could be quite a dangerous position to be in, couldn't it? Well, I mean, in, in any corporate organisation, any corporate organisation, you know, as an accusation as such as serious as this, and obviously the photos and ruling clearly indicates, uh, then, you know, it's a standard operation procedure. And what it does, suspension, suspension is not treated as immediate dismissal. It, it, it protects both uh, the accuser and accused, and it gives a leeway for a fair investigation. So at least you gather evidence and gather all the information that you require. Then you've got to determine what course of action needs to be taken. Are you going to be holding any more meetings, like the one in uh, Berry Park? Uh, at the moment, we won't be holding anything in Berry Park. <clears throat> Due to the demand of the, of the community, we're looking at something like the uh, possibility, similar size, as to looking football club. Because there's loads of people oh. in the community are demanding uh, answers as well, and they're very frustrated as well, especially the situation. So we may be looking at some similar size as, as the Luton Football Club as I mentioned in the last meeting. Any, any idea when that might be? I can't comment at this moment, but I will inform in due course. Dobby, thank you very much indeed. That's Dobby Ali, who is the brother of Farouk Ali. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. La, 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 la. Spitting. 
I don't quite get the problem with spitting cat. I mean, it, I don't it, get why you've got to do it. it it's uh, I see kids having a poo in the street. Really? Well, I mean, well, children, I, grown men, should be able to hold it in, surely. I've said, okay, okay. What's Can you spit in private? What's wrong with a gentleman having a wee in the street or in a uh, like a, a car park or something? There's no need for it. No, there is a need for it. I uh, had to park in a car park in Camden, North London, the other day, and I um, was busting for uh, uh, to relieve myself. And uh, the way I did it was, I did it very delicately. I lifted. <laughs> I lifted up the bonnet of the car, pretended I was putting water into the um, windscreen thing, which I needed to do anyway, but My I didn't do goodness. it. And I urinated. Now, if the male had gold of that pitch, you could be in all kinds of trouble. But the- and what if the bonnet had come down? Firstly, <laughs> well done on your initiative. I like that you 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 know you thought about it. Oh, sorry, Ke- uh, uh, Kelly's here. Hello, Kelly. You yeah. disguised it. Yeah. But there was no need for you to do that. No, no, where, no. where am I supposed to do it? Uh, this is toilet. Co- no. Toilet. Well, well, Secondly, where is there a if toilet? If you saw a woman doing that, you would be oh, that Kelly. Have you ever been bursting a loo when there's no toilet? This yes, is so it. have I. This have you ever it. dropped your knickers in the street? No, no I haven't. Right. No. Okay, okay. I can I can describe this in two words. Don't nod at each other and cross your arms like you've just scored a point. You've not even embarrassed yourselves. Penis envy. That's what you both got. You're jealous. It's a very That's fr- not true Listen. because there are shewees now that we could use, but I still wouldn't do it in the street. No, because also, you're... I'm not envious of that because it would look odd, to be honest. But you're... What? Sorry? Hmm? You are just jealous because you don't have that facility. No, Facility. That's not true. It sounds like it causes more problems than than no. anything else. To be honest, I'm gonna I'm gonna fade you off because you're. Uh... I'm quite happy with my own equipment. Yeah. Okay. You happy with yours? Yeah. Okay. Right. Jane's in Ellsbury. Morning, Jane. Morning, yeah, you're right. Now, listen, I know you called in about spitting. I'm sorry to go off on this lavatorial route. We will get complaints. Who cares? It's Friday. <laughs> um, are, are you offended by gentlemen? Are you jealous of gentlemen who can go to the toilet willy-nilly? Or didn't mean to say that. That was inappropriate. But do you, you know what I mean? <laughs> It is an offence, actually. If somebody's if a policeman catches you, you can't. Yeah. Get well, I'm not. Do you know what? I'm not going to do it near a policeman, am I? Well, cab no, drivers, no. black cab drivers, are allowed to do it on their rear wheel. That's a law. That's actually a law. Okay, they can get out and do it on their <laughs> rear wheel. Yuck. Fact. Okay. You're offended by spitting, are you, Jane? Yes, oh, absolutely. grow up. Grow up. No. Why do you have? To, why men to have to gob in the middle of the pavement? Why can't they do it in the gutter? Okay, but so if they did it, if they did it in the gutter, you'd be cool with that, would you? Well, at least you're not treading in it. You have to watch where you're walking. Oh, but really, I mean, come on, and Jane. You can get TB. From no, it, oh, for goodness' sake! It's not. We're not living in Dickensian times. This TB argument comes up. Where, where, where was the last person you know caught TB because they they were walking down the street? It, it, come on, it's a myth. It's not a myth. Not a it's, myth. A, it's, it's a medical fact, actually, which is the complete opposite of a myth. But it doesn't happen. You'd have to have a lot of um, infected spittle to get tuberculosis. What a horrible sentence. What a horrible sentence you made me say, Jane. Happy now? Yeah. Yeah, I bet you are. (laughs) So you've never done it? No. No. Ever, ever? I I, I carry tissues in my handbag. Oh, right, okay. Why don't men carry tissues or a handkerchief or something? I always carry a handkerchief. But you know what I'm not going to do, Jane? What? I'm not going to spit into my handkerchief... Yeah. And then put it back in my pocket or up my jumper sleeve. I'm not going to do that. That's more disgusting. What do you do with your nose? I don't put my nose up my jumper sleeve. What else are you talking about, potty woman? But that's more disgusting. And that's what you girls do, is you spit in a tissue and put it in your pocket. No, we don't. I don't really spit So that you much. never spit? I spit when I'm cleaning my teeth. 
Yeah, that's it. That's not... What? What was that, Kelly? Nothing. That's not a proper... Right. We need to... Let's open... 08459 555. Women don't spit is the accusation that's being made here. And I don't believe that for one second. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1 southbound starting to look slow already at the Black Cat roundabout. Also in Garston, we've got a traffic light failure on the north orbital at St Albans Road. Uh, it's causing delays which is not helped by thick fog in the area. And the M25 anti-clockwise queuing now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also looking very slow between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice. Yes. Ever spat? No. Never. No. I don't believe you. Other than you. brushing my teeth. Oh no! I'm, right, is this some some secret that you girls have all got together? Right, okay. If guys ever ask, we'll tell them we definitely don't spit. Why would you need to spit? Because you've got like so you know something at the back of your throat. You got that? You want to get it out? But you don't do it during a conversation. It's like, excuse me, one second. I'm just going to spit because my yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alice. I'm suspicious. Okay, the question is very simple. Ever seen a girl spit? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It's seven sixteen. It's Thursday, the thirteenth of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police has admitted they're investigating two different occasions when an autistic man was allegedly assaulted by officers. Colette Paul met with Farouk Ali's family yesterday. The Chinese authorities have published images of what they suggest may be three pieces of wreckage from a Malaysian airliner that vanished on Saturday on the way to Beijing. And in sport, Manchester City are out of the Champions League. The uh, City lost 2-1 at Barcelona last night to go out 4-1 on aggregate. BBC Three Counties Radio. This Saturday afternoon sees the start of a cracking few days of football. Here's Anya, and you equalises! We'll be live from two to bring you another four live games. And MK Dons have got a third! It's all over here! Watford, MK Dons, Stevenage and Wickham are all in action. And you can choose which game you want to listen to with Three Counties Sports. And Wickham Wanderers are back in front. Saturday from 2, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a Buckinghamshire family have launched a campaign to help their little girl get the most out of life despite having a rare genetic condition. Esme Davison-Holt is three and was diagnosed with Rett syndrome, also known as locked-in syndrome, two years ago. It means that even though her mind is developing as normal, her body won't do what she wants it to. Well, we'll be speaking to Esme's mum about her plans to set up her own charity in about an hour's time. Meanwhile, we can speak to Rita Roth from the Buckinghamshire-based charity Cure Rhett. Morning, Rita. Good morning. Is, is it right you've got a, a, a daughter who has Rhett's? Yes, that's right. Tell, tell me about her and how it affects her. Um, well, Frankie's eight years old, and um, what it means to Frankie, she can't talk. Um, she can still walk, fortunately, so she's one of the lucky ones in that respect, but she can't use her hands. 
so she has no purposeful use of her hands. Um, and I suppose really the only way she can communicate is through her eyes, um, and she's very expressive. Um, but it affects every part of her life. She needs 24-hour care. And when did you realise that, that she had this condition? Um, she was diagnosed at three years old. She's now eight. Um, so she was born completely normal. Um, and then she started to, I suppose, be delayed in areas. Um, her coordination wasn't very good. Um, her speech was delayed. And so we just thought there was something wrong. Um, and uh, the doctors started to do several tests. Um, at that point, they never thought she had Rett syndrome. In fact, it was the last thing they tested for because um, she she didn't display the classic signs mm. at an early stage. Um, so it wasn't until three years old and we were completely devastated. Oh, I bet, I, I bet you were. I, I, it must have been awful to receive, uh, uh, you know, a diagnosis like that. Is, is there anything... I don't I know very, very little about it, Rita. Is there anything that can be done... Well, there is hope, um, and uh, that's why um, we set up a charity, um, because there is, um, in, um, in the 80s, they found how to reverse Rett syndrome in mice. So we know that Rett syndrome will be one day curable. Um, so there's a lot of research now happening into treatments that can help the girls. Um, hopefully in the future, because there's lots of different ailments that they get, so things like seizures, mm. breathing difficulties, swallowing difficulties. Um, so, so there's a, a lot of research into hopefully that cure that, um, that will, uh, and uh, along the way treatments that will alleviate some of those um, some of those symptoms. But interesting that I'd never heard of Rett syndrome. In fact, when the doctor. Um, told me, I thought he said Tourette's, and I think well, she can't talk. Mm. So, um, and he said no, Rett, R-E-T-T. Um, and um, but actually, it's as common as cystic fibrosis, and a lot of people have heard of that. So, our one key thing is to try and raise awareness, so more people know about Rett syndrome and know that the girls are locked in. That actually, their their mind still works; they can still learn. Um, they just can't communicate. I've got two boys. They're four and two. They are a handful. It's hard work being a parent at the best of times. What what extra difficulties do you face having a child who's got rets? Oh, it affects every part of your life um, because I've also got a son who who's twelve, and and you want to have um, a, a normal life as possible and be able to do lots of different things as a family. But clearly, when you've got a daughter that can't walk, you've got to think of everything. Um, in terms of going out, where you can get into, um, how she will be accepted. Um, and so uh, I still work, so uh, we're fortunate enough to have a, a wonderful nanny who's, um, who's really helped Francesca. And, and, but even she knows that she has to consider everything that she does because she has to think ahead about where they're going to go and will it be suitable for, for Frankie. Um, so, so it's uh, it's hard work. <laughs> You've met Esme, haven't you, and, the, and her family? I have, yeah. What a beautiful girl <laughs> and a beautiful family. And, and what's she like? I mean, we we're going to speak to her mum a bit later on. But w- w- what did you make when you met her? Yeah, well, she was very similar in in that respect to Francesca. So she hasn't. Um, so she can still walk. Um, she can still use her hands, um, which is, which is great. Um, 
so so she's in, in a very similar situation, very expressive with her eyes. Um, uh, so there was a lot of comparisons, actually, with the two children. And, and that, you know, uh, we're very grateful for in that respect, but it, it doesn't take away the fact that their future doesn't look bright unless we can find um, something to help them. Rita, if, if people want to find out more about your charity, what's it called and where do they go? Yeah, it's www.curet, uh, one word, and dot org dot uk yeah rita keep up the good work and, and uh, lots of love to you and frankie thank you very much thanks for having me on thanks a lot bye bye there we go oh eight four five nine four double five five double five on fm am online and digital radio this is ian lee on bbc three counties radio lens in hemel morning len Good morning, Ian. What would you like to say, sir? Well, about spitting on a public footpath. Yes, it's nothing. It's not the worst thing in the world, is it? Well, I don't don't hang with the idea of spitting on pavements. You don't hang with the idea of spitting on pavements. Why don't you hang with it? No, because it's an offence. Well, law, it is an offence. Oh, you can, you can be fined up to a thousand pound for it. It's it's, but there there are lots of old things that are offence. You know, it's 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 an offence to um, uh, I don't know, whistle at a Spaniard in, in certain parts here, of the country. I don't know if that's true. They do enforce it round here. What's so bad about it? Warned, then? Well, it, it carries disease. Oh, but come on, when was the last time someone got disease from a little bit of spittle? Well, I saw a young child. That slipped over on some. No, you did. You didn't see a kiddie slip on a spit. Yes, she did, and she got it all on her shoes and everything. Because a lot of people just do it two or three times. There's hedges where you can spit into. There's uh, gutters, drains. Even the tissue, oh. and then put it straight in the bin. No, I, I don't buy the There's spitting into... your bins around. I don't buy the spitting into tissues. But, Len, you're, you wouldn't be so offended if someone spat in a hedge or in a gutter? As long as it's not offensive... What, what would be... You, a, the police would still think it was offensive because it comes under the um, social... Spitting Act, 1968. Yeah. What would yeah. you... What, what would make a, a spit... What, in your head, what makes a spit offensive... And not quite so offensive. What's the, what's the difference? There's, there's no difference about any oh. spitting. Oh. Really, you should, if you're going to spit, carry a little... Spit pouch? Uh, no, not a pouch. Get a platoon? A container. A platoon? Get a little container from, yep. like... Uh, Liddles? Yeah, or one of the... Um, Sainsbury's? No, 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 no. From the chemist. OK, yep. Do they, they, sell, do. Do they sell platoons in chemists? They sell little ca- canisters that you can spit into. <laughs> they sell spit canisters in chemists? No, but you can buy a canister of, um, like, a tube thing and you put the screw top back on it. Yeah. And and you... They, it's a, you use them for water samples going to the... Taking the oh, bottle. you mean the... the, 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 the uh, what do they call it? Well, the sample bottles. Yeah, the you'd, sample you'd spit bottle. in that? Yeah, why not? When so did you... If a doctor asked you to spit into a sample, yeah. you would t- you would buy, get one of these, and they're only about seventy nine pence. That's an expensive. It's an expensive spit. Not really, because you can wash them out and yeah. use them time after time. What a what a beautiful image, Len. Love to see what's in your pockets, Len. Thank you very much indeed. Len doesn't like it. Um, Vic says spitting in the street. 
Thank heaven you're away for a while. Might save me catching your germs. Are you intending to spit in the USA? If I need to. Uh, I don't quite understand what the big deal is. I'm not saying, hey, let's all go out and and flob everywhere. But, I mean, in the great scheme of things, I do it discreetly. I wouldn't do it in front of a group of nuns or something, or, or, or some school children, unless I really had to. It's so 80s. Yeah, the 80s are back in. It's retro. My dad used to do it in the street. Right. And he's a really kind of refined, sometimes a little bit snobbish gentleman. Yeah. So He doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. But was it footballers that brought it in? Because I don't understand it. I've never felt the need to do it. I think it's a, it must be a man thing then. Yeah, but isn't it just a, you know, a fad? It's not a fad. Yeah. Uh, it's a way of life for some people. the footballers. You don't choose it. It's, you, 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 just, you know, you're born that way. No, I don't believe it. Oh, 0845 four double five five double five. I'm not saying it's the. I'm not saying, all right, hey kids, all go out and spit, right? It's not particularly pleasant, but it's a bodily function. We have bodily functions. Why are we so embarrassed about spitting and going to the toilet? And oh heaven forfend, we see people kissing and making love on television. We're allowed. We're allowed to see. Oh come on, that's different. No, it's not. We're allowed to see dead bodies on the news, but if you see a bit of naked flesh, loads of people no, complain. No, no, different, different kettle of fish. What it's you're talking n- about is spitting is in the same gang as picking your nose. No one wants to see it. Oh, but picking your nose is all right though. In private, you can do what you like. In the car, you do what you like. Uh, in the car, we can still see you. I know, I know, and that's the interesting thing. Because <laughs> I you like think, how people think you can't. You, they think you're invisible, <laughs> so you're having a good old route around, uh, not realising that... I mean, I saw this woman yesterday. Oh, my goodness gracious. She, I'm surprised she didn't pick her way all the way to her brain. I sometimes get a little bit transfixed with the rearview mirror if yeah. I can see someone doing that in yeah. the back, and you've got to stop yourself. But for heaven's sake, some people spend ages up there. Yeah, well, you know, you, know, you, you may find that buried treasure. 08459 four double five five double. Luckily, I'm having uh, a couple of days off. Otherwise, if I hadn't chosen to, uh, I'm sure my bosses would have insisted that I take the next few days off. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Aston Clinton, the A41 is closed at the Woodlands roundabout after an accident, causing congestion on the sensors to Oakfield Road. We've had callers report that there are fire engines on the scene and people are just being forced to turn around at the moment. Also in Houghton Regis, the A5 is reportedly blocked at Houghton Road after an accident, with congestion going back to the A505. The N25 anti-clockwise, queuing between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also struggling between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police has admitted they're investigating two different occasions when an autistic man was allegedly assaulted by officers. Colette Paul met Farouk Ali's family yesterday. The Chinese authorities have published satellite images of what may be wreckage from the Malaysian airliner that vanished on Saturday. And Baroness Trumpington, who worked at Bletchley Park during the Second World War, has warned against it being turned into what she called a Disney theme park. She was speaking in the Lords, where several peers also called for an end to the public rows between the Bletchley Park Trust and the National Museum of Computing. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Manchester City have followed Arsenal out of the Champions League. City lost 2-1 at Barcelona last night to go out 4-1 on aggregate. Defender Pablo Zabaleta says it's a game they could have won. I think for some part of the game we, we were a better team. We had the control of the ball, we had determination and character to, to, you know, to show in the camp. No, I think... Um, we we should learn about all those things and, and and think that if we play in that way every single game from now to the end of the season probably we we have a chance to to win something Tonight in the Europa League, Tottenham host Benfica. In ice hockey, Milton Keynes Lightning won 4-3 at Basingstoke in the second leg of the English Premier League Cup final, but the Lightning lost 7-5 on aggregate after losing last week's first leg 4-1. Buckinghamshire's Ben Sneesby is in action for the first time at the Winter Paralympics today. The High Wycombe skier is in the slalom seated this afternoon. Sneesby competes in the giant slalom later in the week. The big race of the day in the Cheltenham Festival is the expected showdown between four-time winners a big bucks an unbeaten mare Annie Power in the world hurdle at 3.20 and Andy Murray's out of the Indian Wells tennis tournament he was beaten in three sets by the 10th seed Milos Raonic from Canada in the fourth round BBC Three Counties News and Sport the next full bulletin is at 8 Call 08459 455 555 BBC Three Counties Radio That's the phone number don't wear it out Guys? Wow. The 50s called. They want that back. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what, did, I, did I miss a meeting? Huh? You missed about three decades by the sound of it. What, what meeting? That's another thing. That's more current than you're saying. That's 80s. Yeah, but your saying was like... I didn't get the memo. Yeah, that was did the I miss, miss a meeting? Was that no, a that was it, a I didn't get the memo. No, it was, did I miss He's a meeting? It was in it. Seinfeld. Did I, well, did I miss a meeting, guys? Oh, right. But you, what you said was old school. What? The 1950s called They Want Whatever Back. That was 90s. Whatever. Wow. That was 90s. Not. Oh. <laughs> See what you did there? Yeah. So I just pictured you in a shell suit. <laughs> I never had a shell suit. I really, really wanted global hypercolour. Oh, why? Oh, because they changed colour with your body heat. They showed where you wow. were sweating. Oh. Normal Ke- shirts did that in the 80s. Kelly's impressed. Look, glo- global, global hypercolour. They came back. They came back about two years ago, briefly. Yeah, not for very long. They didn't really last. I never had one of those. I wanted a shell suit, never had my own. Used to borrow my sister's. Oh, you I went out of my manky way mank. <laughs> You manky mank. That's horrible. Oh, wait for... Four five nine four double five five double five. Pete Nailsbury. Ian, I bet you wouldn't dare spit in America a disgusting, filthy habit. Sounds like a challenge to me. Don't. Sounds like fighting. They talk. arrest you for crossing the road in the wrong place. Yeah, they can arrest me for that. Oh. They won't know what that means because they use that. All right, Justin Bieber, calm down. Uh, <laughs> Shirley and Mil- Milton Keynes. Ian, don't be irresponsible. Spitting spreads germs, especially tuberculosis. That's how we get these horrible germs. They are in the air for us to breathe in. Terrible habit makes me feel sick. I don't believe Len's story about watching a child slip over on some spit. I don't believe that. I'm not accusing Len of being a liar. A li- something else must have happened. Whoever did that has got some sort of condition and needs yeah. to see a doctor. Yeah, exactly. So, Ian, Hello. you and your boys walking down the streets yep. and a man spits... Yep. Right there in the street, and your child sort of walks over it. How do you feel about that? About, about what? Sorry, I wasn't listening. I'm miles away. Sing about when I go to America today. Go on. A man spits in the street as you walk past him, and then your your youngest walks over his. Well, no, you, as we've walked past him, so it's, it's now no, it's, it's beside us. It's perfectly timed. Where? where? Um, wherever you walk, your kids. 
Okay. It's irrelevant anyway. What do you do? Do you feel offended? Do you think, oh, that's just him doing that? Well, no, you're not, you've not listened to what I've said, have you, Kelly? No, okay. never. Uh, what I've said is, you, I, I am discreet... I am courteous when it comes to spitting. Uh, and yeah, I don't but not so no, discreet, over, courteous overall, that you could do it at home. Overall, you said that you don't find it disgusting. No, but I, I think you should do it appropriately. I think there are appropriate ways of doing it, unless it's an emergency. I mean, is this guy... Is, this, is it an emergency spit? He's just doing it. Well... Is there an emergency spit? Well, I don't see what the problem is. Wow. I think you would. What? I think you'd say something. Well, don't say you spit in front of my kids? Well, I mean, what, if he's spitting at the feet of my children, then yes, I would say something. I'd say, hey, steady on, fella. There's a gutter or a, a bush or you, you should go to the chemist and buy a platoon. But... Spit responsibly <laughs> is what you'd say to Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, of course either way, SR. Either way, it's disgusting. SR is my motto. Is spit it? responsibly. S R I A P. Sriap is my motto. Spit responsibly into a platoon. Sriap. It's a very, very simple slogan, and if we all live by Sriap, then um, that the world... is what I'm going to title the program page online. Sriap. I hope that's okay with do, you. Do, do you title it wherever you want. Excellent, Kathy. Right? She's got a head in her hands again. She, she can't. Doing she's. That. You know why she's, she's got. Her, you know why she's got a head in her hands. She can't argue with Sriap. She cannot <laughs> argue with Sriap. Spit responsibly into a platoon. That's all you've got to do. I think. Well, one. I think that needs some work. Yep. Um, two. I, I mean, think no. you're wrong. Nope. Three. I think you're wrong. You really are still bitter about the fact you can't have a wee in the street, aren't you? Let it go. Listen, I could, I wouldn't. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We'll be speaking to it's Car- is it Carmita? We're speaking to yes, later Carmeta. on Carmita. Carmita. She's the person. I'm, I'm hoping it's a lady. I, I'm struggling to tell from the name. She's the lady who got in touch to say that uh, she was offended by the amount of spitting that has prompted this discussion that I think we all need to be having. We've had a couple of calls. Hello. Uh, they want to correct you on something. They're all saying it's a spittoon, not a platoon. But Sophie Solari said it's a platoon. So we're just going with platoon. The thing you spit in? It's a platoon. Yeah? Three up. Let's have a look at the front pages of the newspapers, shall we? Some big stories. Some big, big stories. Let's have a little look at what we've got. Uh, the Independent. Um, uh, Rear Admiral Li Min Than of the Vietnamese Navy. Still looking for that missing plane. The Great Mental Health Betrayal is their other story. Landmark inquiry slams appalling, unlawful detention of tens of thousands of vulnerable people. Tens of thousands of vulnerable people are being unlawfully detained in care homes and hospitals across England and Wales. Oh dear! After a nine-month inquiry, okay. Dennis, I'm just going through the papers, mate. Well, take a long time because you're a disgusting person. The Guardian, sorry. I said you're a very disgusting person. Okay. The Guardian. What do you mean by that? We'll get to it in a second. Let me do the papers. Mm, Disgusting. Disgusting. Strong words. The Guardian. NHS told to spend billions on reform or face oblivion. You can chip in on any of these you want, Dennis. I'm not even... T- no, I'm not talking to you yet. OK, let's see um, let's See if... Uh... Oh, here we go, here we go. The Times. Um, airlines were warned of cracks in missing plane. No? There's a picture of... Joan Collins has taken a selfie to uh, copy the selfie in Hollywood. It's her, uh, Gandhi, um, uh, the bloke married to the woman who does Strictly Come Dancing, uh, and a lot of teeth, but it's blurry. Dennis, it's blurry. No, I'm not talking to you yet. Okay. 
Ten days of sun on the way, says the Express. Britain set for the driest march ever. That's good. I hope it happens while you're in America. OK. Well, I'm, I'm only in America for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Five days, so I'll still get five days of it, Dennis. No, I think you're going to be there longer than that. No, I won't. Coming back Monday night, be back on the air Tuesday? No. Yes. Sorry. Well, no, I am. That's when the tickets are booked. Oh, maybe so, but you might get get your money back. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, it helps to pay the fine. Have you been um, smoking pot today? Have you been going back to your your youth? What's going on with you? No, no, nothing at all. I'm just saying you're a disgusting person. I want to discuss with you, you're a disgusting person. The Daily Mail. Why won't anyone believe a single woman can be happy? I believe they can be happy, Dennis, although they're probably looking for love. Yeah? Well, they don't have to look very far. Come this way. So you're not talking to me, but you're still getting the jokes in. OK. Farage is accused of... Ke- oh, dear. I don't want to go into Farage's private life. Prisoners of care homes. OK, here we go. Uh, and the front page of Sun, it's about Nigel Farage again. Here's a story, Dennis. You might like this one. Kelly Brock, Brooks gladiator lover, crashes van of dead badgers into a bus stop. God almighty. Model Kelly Brooks on-off lover slammed a van full of dead badgers into a bus stop. Was he on-off with Kelly Brock? Uh, That may be why he crashed. He was distracted. Come on, Dennis. What's your beef, mate? What's your beef? First first of all, a disgusting habit of spitting in the street. Yeah. Right. Now, you've been talking about these young ladies giving them a tongue lashing. I would make you get down and lick the damn thing up again. Apart from that, now then, you're talking about spitting in a platoon. If you go to America and spit in a platoon, you'll have a great big pile of soldiers jumping all over you. They they come down at it really strictly there, do they? We had Dennis, we had Dennis, Dennis, Len, I don't know if you heard Len calling in, okay, and he suggests going to the chemists and buying um, a little sample bottle uh, or a platoon and spitting into that. Would you, would you, I mean, would you carry a sample bottle or or a tissue or a, a portable platoon to spit into? Ian, the word is... Dennis, I don't think we're getting any sense out of him this morning. I've got no idea what he's rambling on about. Ten Days of Sun is on the way. Thank you, Dennis. Ten Days of Sun is on the way. Um, according to uh, the Daily Express, the Daily Express doing a story about weather. Britain's set for the driest march ever, says experts. And look, Camilla has, has won 40 quid on the races. Is it 40 quid? It looks like 40. Mum's in the money. Camilla's a winner in bet with son Tom. When the sun finally broke through, the course looked spectacular, as did the outfits. For some, basically, Camilla... There was a lot of fur. A lot of fur. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven fur hats. Fur's coming back, isn't it? Um, and she won uh, some money on a, on, on a horse race. Well, you know, good, good for her. There's a, there's a, a very strange story in the uh, Express. It's in some of the papers. Well, it's in some of the papers. The Express takes it a, a, a stage further, right? So the story is um, a carer, a female carer in her 40s, you're right, Kath. I've seen the disguise. She dresses up as an old woman. A callous care worker was jailed yesterday after trying to disguise herself as an Alzheimer's sufferer to steal £22,000 from the vulnerable pensioner's bank account. Blonde Linda Cramphorn, 47, donned a curly brown wig, spectacles, glasses, hat, jacket. Who says spectacles anymore? Anyone? No. 
Spectacles. Hat, jacket, long skirt, and carried a shopping bag and walking stick to carry it the front. Now, that's the story. Right. And in some of the other papers, that's the story. And you see the picture of, of, of this woman as a, as in a normal uh, mufti, uh, and then you see her dressed up in the most ridiculous costume. It, it's not an old lady costume, no. is it? It's a bad Jackie Onassis yeah. costume. Yeah. She's got, like, a hat on. It's almost saying, I'm in disguise, everyone. It's yellow as well, isn't it? She couldn't have stood out more. It's lime green, if we're going to be accurate. Uh, And that's the story. And that's the story that the other papers have gone with. They've got a full story out of it. The third paragraph of the Express version is... And none of the other papers pick up on this. They've missed a trick. But, in a bizarre twist, she walked into the Halifax branch at the same time a bank worker was dressed as Batman for a charity event. (laughs) And there's a picture of the Batman walking in! So the Cape Crusader mister. But it wasn't... It, but it was a counter-clerk rather than the Cape Crusader who foiled Cramphorn, who planned to bead, uh, bleed her account dry. And then Batman isn't mentioned again, I don't think. It's the, and it's the weirdest pictures. The weirdest picture of, of this woman. And then there's... The, now, Batman's got a cowl over his face. Mm-hmm. Are you allowed to wear cowls in banks? I think if you're a bank employee, you can. Um, but everyone else has to um, remove the cowl as they enter the building. But how would... How would this is a serious point. How would um, the, the, the bank know you were a bank employee if you're wearing a cowl? Handshake. The secret bank handshake. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do get jealous of the bank workers... That was close, wasn't it? I do get jealous of the bank workers that go up to that, that door. They do the knock on the door. Secret knock. Secret knock. Yeah, come in, Steve. And they lock the... Oh, I'd love to go through that secret door. I'd love it. Maybe one day your dream will come true. Mm, it turns out you've got to dress as the Batman and that's what happens. Um, Ian, says Ev, you've never slipped, stepped and slid on one of those bright green ones. Please, if we're going to... Listen, let's have a mature discussion about this. Shirley says, spitting in the street is disgusting. I've seen women doing it. That's why we have TB back in this country. It's not, actually. It's because we have a, a, a large Ethiopian community in certain parts of London. It's true. That's, that's a fact. Uh, it's, uh, the, the TB is still rife in Ethiopia. Uh, and there is uh, Ethiopian Somalians. And there are various parts in London where they've had to um, bring out... Tottenham, I think, is an area. Uh, I don't know, because I used to live near there. They've had to bring out education about um, TB for those communities. Ian, I have seen girls spit, says Maff, playing football and at punk gigs years ago. The worst offence is... No, I'm not reading that. Ian, don't be irresponsible. Spitting spreads germs, especially tuberculosis. That's... Oh, okay. We just need to grow up a little bit, all right? 08459 555. We're speaking to Carmetta in a little bit, who brought this to our attention first of all. But right now, let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Aston Clinton, the A41 is closed at the Woodlands Roundabout after an accident. Congestion going back to Oakfield Road at the moment. We had an update in from Lauren as an accident in Dunstable. The A5 is blocked at Halton Road. We also had a call in from Philip that may now be closed as after an accident and there's congestion going back to the A505 there. The M1 southbound, heavy going between junction 10 for Luton and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And the M25 anti-clockwise, very slow between junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 
7.46, it's Thursday the 13th of March, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police has admitted they're investigating two different occasions when an autistic man was allegedly assaulted by officers. Colette Paul met with Farouk Ali's family yesterday. The Chinese authorities have published images of what they suggest may be three pieces of wreckage from a Malaysian airliner that vanished on Saturday on the way to Beijing. And in sport, Manchester City are out of the Champions League. City lost 2-1 at Barcelona last night to go up 4-1 on aggregate. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Come on, there must be somebody out there who's not that bothered by spitting. We'll talk more after the weather with Sarah Thornton. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much. Hello, good morning to you. The fog is the word on everyone's lips this morning. We've got a Met Office weather warning in force until 10 o'clock. That's actually right across the whole of England, uh, parts of Wales and up into Scotland too. Very widespread fog and it really is causing us some very difficult driving conditions this morning with visibility in some spots of less than 100 metres. Uh, but also there are some places where you don't quite have uh, fog that dense so it does mean that for driving around you're likely to encounter these uh, dense fog patches at times. As I say, that's enforced until 10 o'clock. It means that the fog is going to thin and lift, eventually into some low cloud, and then that low cloud will again also start to thin and lift as we go through this afternoon. It could be a little bit slower to do it in Buckinghamshire than, say, some parts of uh, Hertfordshire, uh, but eventually all of us should see some brightness or some good spells of sunshine coming through. In the best of that sunshine, a high of 14 or 15 Celsius, 59 in Fahrenheit, where you keep the cloud for longer, you're looking at 12 or 13 degrees but eventually feeling like spring tonight we'll do it all again with the fog same thing for tomorrow morning another difficult morning's commute again the sunshine coming out in the afternoon we stay dry through the weekend although there will be quite a bit of cloud around on saturday thank you very much Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. This afternoon in a special programme, I'm bringing you an insight into one of St Albans' most talked about residents. The Times were like that in those days because it was an awful thing for us in those days to have a baby. Philomena Lee's story is heartbreaking. What could I do? I didn't have time to give my last hug, you know. Personal. It was a mortal sin. You know, an immortal sin. Maybe committing a mortal sin was dreadful, you know. And inspiring. We hope with the Philomena Project that it will take off. Hear the story behind the film today from midday here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, no, I've just... You know that thing when you send emails to people you're not meant to send emails to? Paul Scoynes has just sent me a private email that says, I'll be doing important political reporting today, but I'll be doing it with bears on my feet. He's taken a picture of his socks that have got bears on. I've sent it to everyone at 3CR by mistake. Oh, I'll just check that. Oh, no! Oh, everyone's going to see that picture of him with um, his sock, bear socks on. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. He missed a trick, you know. He should have entitled that Bare Feet. Yeah, Bare Feet, Bare Grills. No, Bare Necessities. No, Bare Feet. You, you're right. Bare Feet. Oh, mate, I'm so... Paul, I am so, so sorry. I didn't mean to send that to everyone at 3CR. And you, I, you really have my... I meant to reply, and instead I wrote reply to everyone at 3CR. God, um, I hope, I hope yeah. in, during the Simon's News I don't accidentally send it to everybody at the BBC. Or tweet it. I'm, oh, I'm, oh, I think I might not tweet it, or I might, by accident. Paul, I'm really, really sorry, mate. That was bang out of order, and uh, I, I owe you one, big time. Shame I'm going to go away for a few days. Really is a shame. Oh, wait, 459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We're talking about spitting uh, this morning. 
Uh, apropos, well, a, a, a listener got in touch with us and said that she was disgusted by the amount of spitting. Carmetta was that lady. Carmetta, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yeah, yes, you are. Thank you very much, Carmetta. Tell, tell us whereabouts you are and, and what you've seen and why it offends you so much. Uh, well, I live in Luton, and where I live, I'm just walking in pure spit, and I see people spitting on the street all the time. I've actually written to the council, but they haven't done anything about it. And I actually wrote to the papers, this was a little while ago, and they actually printed the letter, and someone else actually replied to the letter. So I'm just wondering if anything can be done about it, because it's also very unhygienic and it spreads disease. Who Who's doing the spitting? Is it a certain age group? Is it men? Is it Who, who do you think is, is doing the spitting? Uh, normally it's men. Mm. Yes, it's men. Of a certain... <laughs> yes, men. It's of a certain... Mm. I don't know whether it's contrived or whether it's... Um, I have no idea. I challenged one person once and he actually followed me all the way home. <laughs> Someone followed you all the way home? Yes. Yeah. And, and what? And saying what? Saying what? He didn't actually say anything. He was just oh. a little bit menacing. But you, 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 you're, you're hinting that there's a certain type of gentleman that does it. There are quite a few. There are a number. And actually, where I live, I'm just walking in pure spit. Pure spit. Wow, this is awful. I mean, and I think disgusting. there's a, a borough in London yeah. that has actually passed the law to say it's illegal. Oh. Yeah. In the great scheme of things, Carmetta. Mm hmm. I'm a gentleman, I've spat. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst thing that people could be doing, is it? It's not very nice, and as I say, it can actually spread disease. Well, yes, it can, but does it? I wonder when the last case of someone catching TB from spit was. Mm. So, Carmetta, Sophie Soleri is our reporter this week. Morning, Soph. Morning. You've heard Carmetta's complaint, and we sent you out on the streets to, to, to find out what people thought, to see if she had much support. They did, and they, they were riled. Oh, I witnessed my first tongue bashing over spitting this morning. Wowzers. Yep. A live debate held in front of my face oh. by two people. One disliking the spit to what's the problem she said she said and he disliked it should we have a listen all right it makes me actually feel sick because somebody once went to spit behind them and actually spat on my shoe (laughs) you've been attacked by the spit yes disgusting it's actually i think uh, like a form of assault when that happens you feel violated in a way I think I'm old-fashioned. I think it's very bad behaviour, and I don't like it at all. You've seen people do it? Lots of people, and um, a lot of older people as well. Uh, I think it's disgusting, obviously. I'd never do it. Have you seen people do it before? Yeah, everyone in town. Every, like, you see it from here. Everyone spits up the, on the street loads of times. Just gobbling in the street. I do think there should be fines for it. Can I ask you what you think about spitting? <laughs> I spit myself, so why do you spit? We're just... You can't, can't swallow, swallow all so the time. Much. Yeah, like if you've got loads of saliva, you just wear a bit. Why do you salivate so much? I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes you just do. May I say, you're a well-dressed, respectable-looking woman. It's yeah. interesting to hear that you think that it's fine. Yeah. It's a problem, really. I don't see a problem with it. I, and I feel the need to sometimes. I think it's the same as littering, to be honest. It's probably worse. And people step in it, you drag your shoes in it, trousers. you've got to walk through, walk through buildings after. Yeah, but you don't notice if you've got spit on your shoe, whereas you would notice if you have gum. 
Carl Meta, what's your reaction to those voices we just heard? I agree with them entirely. I agree with them. It is absolutely disgraceful, and I think something should be done about it. Let me read you two comments on Facebook, two opposing views. Steve says, Ian, I take it you're saying that spitting is fine just for reaction. If not, you are a filthy, disgusting excuse for a man. (laughs) There's no need for spitting. It should be made an offence in football. Your argument about it being a bodily function would be fine if you'd ever seen Wayne Rooney taking a dump by the corner flag. (laughs) Yes. That's one opinion. But then Ian Murphy says, spitting is okay if it's done in an appropriate way. Many a time, then he, he describes something that's quite unpleasant, but basically saying, many a time I've had to spit out of the car window. And it, it's about the way it's done, isn't it? If it's done in the gutter or in a, a bush or a platoon, then it's, it's okay, isn't it? Well, yeah, some people have a need to spit, but this Too much. actually being done, I, I don't know whether it's cultural or whether it's, it's being done deliberately. OK, when you say it's cultural, are you suggesting that it's, it's, it's a particular race of people certain, that are doing it? Certain, yes. I know, I know everybody does it. I know that I've seen all races doing it, but this is just... I'm not sure. OK, uh, listen, l- 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 I feel we're, we're, we're dancing around... The, no, well, no, hang on. We've got an email from Steve. Steve says, Ian, you were trying to get one of your callers to identify a particular group. It's mainly Muslim Asian men. Would you go, is that what you're, you're hinting at, Betty? Yes. It is. Muslim Asian men are, are, are the main culprits. Yeah. Uh, uh, Carmetta, sorry, Carmetta. Yeah. Uh, Betty's on the line. Morning, Betty. Morning. I'm not very happy with you. Well, why is that, Betty? Well, you've got a disgusting habit of spitting. It's no different to a dog doing it down the path. I don't why think do- dogs... I've never seen a dog spit, apart from no, spit the dog. No, well, it's, it's the other end of it. But why don't you get a tissue and do it in that? Oh, that is disgusting. Carry around a dirty, spitty tissue. No, no, thank you. No wonder your children throw their dinner under the table and go out in the front garden and have a, have, have a win. That's where they get their, their what's the name from? Sing your bad habits. Sing your bad habits? Your bad habits. Yeah. Sing your bad habits. You're revolting. My boys are, 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 are wonderfully adventurous and uh, they like to push things to the limit, which is what boys should do. Excellent hoppers. So dinner under the table. Well, they do, they're two. One's two. They don't do that so much no, now. You, you, when you have them, you, you start from day one, the day they're born. Oh, I didn't think of that. I thought you picked up about six. No, you start from you start from when they're born. They get if they get mm. fed every four hours. It's every four hours. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you what. If when you go to America and they catch you spitting, they'll find you. They'll have, they'll have to catch me first, Betty. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, and they'll put one of them pink pink pyjamas on it, walking round and say, I'm a spitter. Can you get those? Yes, you can. Doesn't sound bad. If you get drunk, they put you in there. Pink pyjamas saying, I'm a spitter? Yeah, well, they'll do that, or I'm a criminal, one of the two. Or I'm disgusting. Are you, Betty? No, you are. No, you are, you said it. You, you, she's just disgusting. You be 40. You've got no manners. Me be 40. You have no manners whatsoever. Betty. And when you when when are you back? I'm back on Tuesday. What a bloody shame. Can I put the phone down. Put the phone down. Betty can I just can I just apologise for the uh, the indoor okay. so, sorry, Carmetta, I apologise for the language there. That's fine. But it's interesting Betty called up to speak about manners and yeah. accused other people of being disgusting and she found the need to swear. Category D, but still. Okay. Carmetta, what would you like to see done about this? I would li- I don't know if it would be too much trouble. Perhaps they could uh, put up some notices around to say that uh, this type of behaviour, it spreads disease, 
is, is very unhygienic and is very antisocial. And it's absolutely disgraceful. I used to live next door to someone. He actually opened his window and then sort of brought it up from his stomach and spat out of the window. Oh, dear. Out the back. Oh, dear. <laughs> Carmetta, keep listening. I think I'm, I'm the lone voice here saying that I think it's OK. More, pe- right. more people are on your side. That's right. That's Thank right. you very much for getting in touch with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Carmetta. You see, you've got a story, you've got a, 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 a whinge, a complaint, give us a call, and uh, we might get a whole morning's worth of um, content out of it. 08459 455 555. Carmetta is dead against it. She thinks it's mainly Muslim Asian gentlemen that do it. Well, what do you think? Is that right? Is it really that bad? <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Pertonhall, Stoughton Road is closed after an accident near to Green End. And also on the Stoke Hammond Bypass, we had a call in to let us know there's an overturned car just around the Newton Lees roundabout. In Aston Clinton, the A41 is closed at the Woodlands roundabout after an accident. Also had calls in from Lauren and Philip to update us on the accident in Dunstable on the A5. That's closed at the Houghton Road after an accident. Very slow on the approaches to the speed sensors uh, with congestion going all the way through Houghton Reeves at the moment and Hockliffe. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Steve, I wasn't in any way saying that you suggesting uh, Asian Muslim men being the main spitters was a racist statement. He just emailed saying, I'm not being racist. It's an observation based on living in an Islamic country for nearly 10 years. What are your thoughts? We'll speak after the news. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, family one police officer suspended after alleged loot and assault, man injured in A41 crash, and no sign of missing plane as search continues. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police says a previous incident involving Farouk Ali in 2011 will form part of the current investigation into an alleged assault by officers on the vulnerable Luton man last month. Colette Paul met Mr Ali's family yesterday. Farouk's brother Dobir says they raised one major issue. One of the main questions was why haven't it been suspended yet? And um, obviously she could answer that question. She's saying things like, well, it's under investigation and we can't get any comment on that. Fire crews have cut free an injured man from a car in Buckinghamshire this morning. They were called to the A41 at Aston Clinton just after 6.30. The emergency services are now dealing with a collision in Milton Keynes at the Kingsmead roundabout between Tattenhoe and Westcroft. Planes from Vietnam and Malaysia have been searching for suspected debris from the missing passenger plane spotted in the South China Sea. Three large objects can be seen floating in the water in images taken by a Chinese satellite. But aviation expert Chris Yates says any debris would probably have sunk by now. We have to remember that with the tides, the the debris will move considerably. And if we're getting uh, some indication as to uh, the whereabouts of a crash site, uh, the underwater debris will be somewhere in the vicinity, but it might well be upwards of 1,500 miles off. 
Police in Hitchin are appealing for information after three men were seriously injured in a fight at a house in the town in the early hours of yesterday morning. Three men forced their way into the address in Highover Way at 1.15. Police say the men inside received serious but not life-threatening injuries. In the past hour, the supermarket chain Morrison's has announced that it lost £176 million last year. The company says it's decided to take on the discount shops Aldi and Lidl and that'll mean future profits will be hit. The Morrison's chief executive executive is Dalton Phillips. The fact is there are new entrants in the market. They're called the discounters. Customers do shop in them and we're going to recognise it. It's no difference to to what we've seen in other sectors. The legacy airline issue, um, you know, for the 90s, the discounters came in and they really impacted that sector. We're not going to let that happen to us. We're making these bold, decisive moves today. Baroness Trumpington, who worked at Bletchley Park during the Second World War, has warned against it being turned into what she called a Disney theme park. The Conservative peer was speaking in the Lords ahead of the opening in June of a new visitor centre as part of an £8 million renovation. Several peers also called for an end to the public rows between the Bletchley Park Trust and the National Museum of Computing. In sport, Manchester City have followed Arsenal out of the Champions League. City lost 2-1 at Barcelona last night to go out 4-1 on aggregate. The weather, the mist and fog will clear slowly through the morning. Plenty of sunshine this afternoon, a maximum temperature 15 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. A very friendly place. Hasn't been really spoiled. All this week, we're featuring Wheat Hampstead. The community is just so cohesive, it does so much together. Some of the parts are very pretty and semi-rural, so um, it's generally it's an attractive place. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week, featuring Wheat Hampstead, BBC Three Counties Radio. dear. Well, it's Friday. Kind of. I'm off tomorrow and Monday, so is Catherine Boyle. If you've got tomorrow off, dear listener, call in and celebrate. It's the Friday Off Club, not the catchiest title. Paula came up with it. But if you want to show off that you're not going to work or school or whatever tomorrow, to give us a call 08459 455 555. Tell us why you got the day off and what you're going to do with it. I'm going to be in New Jersey. New Jersey in America. Other things we're talking about. The uh, family of Farouk Ali had a private meeting with Bedfordshire's chief constable. We'll be talking about that. We're also talking about Rett syndrome. Don't know what it is? We'll find out in about 15, 20 minutes' time. And also, spitting is the thing that's got you very, very upset. Is it really that bad? There are worse things to be upset about in the world, aren't there? I, I find it hard for me to rail against it when when I do it. I do it responsibly. I don't do it very often. But some, sometimes you just have to. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Sandra has uh, Facebooked. Oh, it's just, uh, a coincidence. Sandra's Facebooked. She's not happy with me. I wonder how many of these mediocre presenters would survive on commercial radio. 
Another day, another turn off the rubbish time. Well, Sandra, I survived eight years on commercial radio, so uh, your point is, is uh, I don't know what point you're trying She's to make. She's gone. She's not. The, 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 the uh, Betty we spoke to, Sandra, they're listening, they're still listening. They want to make sure that their points are getting read out because they want to get angry. And that's fine. This is one of the functions that this kind of radio does, is people... Uh, uh, People like to feel angry, or they feel angry anyway, but they don't quite know what they're angry about. I've thought about this a lot. They don't quite know what they're angry about. So they can use shows like this, me in particular, to, um, to, to think that that's the reason that they're angry. I'm not the reason that Betty's angry. I'm not the reason that, that, that Sandra's angry. But I'm a nice kind of little thing that she can pin it on. They, mm-hmm. I can, it can be pinned on, as opposed to looking a little bit deeper at their lives, or what actually is troubling them in their lives. Or accepting that we don't always agree on things. Yeah, yeah. And that's what makes the world wonderful and terrible at the same time, isn't it? Isn't it just... Ray's in Bedford. Morning, Ray. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, thank you, Ray. I'm very excited. I'm off on a, a plane flight straight after the show to America, and that always excites me. I've got a, a good little project I'm looking forward to. So I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine. What would you like to say, uh, sir? This business about spitting. Yeah, go on. Um, I, I have no personal problem with it per se, as long as it's done in appropriate areas. Yep. But what I think it is, I think it's a generational thing. I think that youngsters think it's cool or hip or clever to, to stand there and spit on the floor. I see them sometimes in the group and they're spitting far more than, than any human would have to. Right. And they think it's clever. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, and I don't think it's clever at all. I just think it's well, quite sad. I don't think it. you should... Uh, yes, I used to... <coughs> excuse me. When I was a smoker, some of my smoking friends, they would spit while they were smoking, so they'd inhale yeah. and they'd, they'd kind of do a spit on the floor. And I think that's inappropriate. You don't do it just for the sake of doing it. it you, you, you do it when you need to do it. If you have to do it, you have to... I don't, I don't know what medical term is. You have to bring some phlegm up. Yeah, there are ways of doing it. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah, there's ways of doing it. Before you go, before I go, can yeah. I just say one more thing? Yeah, go on, mate. I've just driven up from Amptill to Bedford. Oh, yeah. And the amount of brain-dead idiots oh. I've seen driving cars with no lights Oh, on. man, alive, yeah. Yeah, I've just got stuck behind a black 4 before. I won't say the make or the registration or anything. But you had kids in the car. I could just about see them with my headlights. And he's driving a black car with no light. Brilliant. And he's, and he's one of four cars in a row with no lights on. Well done, Einstein. Good work. Good work. You know, it, 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 it doesn't... Brain, the, the thing about the 4x4 drivers uh, is they do feel they are invincible. And in many Absolutely. ways they are, because if a normal... If, if a 4x4 and a normal car hit, the, the normal car is the one that's going to come off worst. You know, the, the, the 4x4, you know, it will be completely safe. Uh, and they do... F- it would appear that they feel they're indestructible and they own the roads... It's a dangerous mix, isn't it? Arrogance and stupidity. It certainly is. Ray, well done for flagging that up. I, I certainly noticed that this morning, and I'm sure I'll notice it um, as I drive off. Thank you. Three up. Spit responsibly in a platoon. It just makes perfect sense to me. 08459 455 555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Family of a Luton man who was allegedly beaten by two police officers outside his own home have had a private meeting with Bedfordshire's chief constable. Farouk Ali has a severe form of autism. His family believe he was assaulted by officers who thought he was behaving suspiciously and tried to move on. Move him on. Well, yesterday, the chief constable of Bedfordshire Police, Colette Paul, met the family to update them on the investigation. She said it had been worthwhile. Well, it's incidents like these that undermines people's trust and confidence in the uh, police. 
Well, you can speak now to Akbar Dad Khan, who is a spokesperson for Building Bridges, an organisation based in Luton, which g- promotes community cohesion. Uh, Akbar, do you think that the uh, that the police are failing the people of Luton? Um, good morning, Ian. Uh, 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 no, I don't think so. Uh, uh, the the community relations, um, as far as police are concerned, uh, have been uh, towards uh, up trend for uh, for many years, and lots of people uh, have made contribution in this area of overcoming community life. And uh, uh, life uh, isn't uh, smooth all the time, and uh, things of this nature do happen now and again. And uh, it's regrettable that this has happened, but at the same time, I think the police have is uh, have taken um, uh, appropriate action so far. Uh, there was a lot of anger, wasn't there? The meeting in Berry Park. Uh, 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 our correspondent Matt Lockwood was there, and there was a lot of anger and frustration directed towards the police, wasn't there? Um, I have heard about that. I uh, uh, regrettably I wasn't able to attend that that meeting. Uh, and now, uh, yes, uh, the anger and frustration is understandable. Um, but at the same time, I think police uh, have gone uh, out of their way uh, in in uh, to 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 calm down the situation and to be um, transparent in their in their conduct. And it's very good to hear that. Uh, uh, the meeting between uh, the, the chief constable and the police happened, and uh, hopefully um, now things uh, should move on in a, in, a, in a positive manner. When you speak to members of the community, uh, Akbar, what impression do you get about their attitude towards the police? Well, um, Ian, I have worked uh, in community relations uh, and in the voluntary sector in Luton for the last 30 years, and I have had many runnings with the police uh, when they were when they were wrong. But uh, at the same time, uh, I have made every effort in my in my life to to promote uh, good relations between communities and Muslim and, and Muslim communities, and I would say uh, Asian and Black communities in in general, and. Uh, I, I am perfectly uh, satisfied that we we are uh, moving forward. Things uh, things are not static, and every day progress is is being made. I mean, police is an in, in institution like like others, and uh, there, there are um, uh, people who are less trained and uh, who 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 do silly things. And uh, now there are uh, more than one. Um, uh, inquiries in, in place here. Uh, I think uh, the community uh, is, is pretty satisfied the way things are proceeding, and uh, look forward to to the conclusion of these uh, these inquiries. Akbar, Akbar, thank you very much for your time, as always. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, we're talking about spitting in the streets. Elaine is in Leighton Buzzard. Elaine, what would you like to say? Oh, Elaine? Hello. Uh, where are you, Elaine? Sorry, I've got you on the wrong fader. There. Hello. Hello, I can hear you now. Sorry, I, my fat fingers had the wrong fader. What would you like to say? Hello. Uh, well, mine is... It's really serious, and I am really quite upset about it. OK. Because spitting isn't just spitting. Spitting is a matter of life and death if you've got TB. Um, my husband died of cancer five years ago and he was being treated for tb 
for more than six months of this time mm. because there are so many rare TBs. This is what we were told at the TB clinic in the country now that before they turn to the cancer, they'll turn to TB because it could be more than likely TB. So he had to take six months' worth of tablets, and in the meantime, he was deteriorating. Mm. And when he said, this is, this is more because he was very, very poorly, they sent him to the Churchill to be told he had two to four months to live. Oh, dear. I'm sorry, Elaine. Um, now, I've seen boys in, in Leighton Buzzard High Street spitting, and I've told them off, because... That is spreading the germ. That is spreading the disease. My husband might have had a better chance of living had TB not been so rife in England at the moment. When I was a little girl, nobody spat. It was absolutely a disgusting habit. And I can't understand why people are doing it now. It's filthy. Um, and if you've lost somebody because they've been treated for TB for six months and it was cancer, it really isn't a, a joke or anything else. It's horrible. I'm just looking online. How do I? How did I get TB? Is a, 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 a form here from the government. TB is spread through the air from one person to another. The TB germs are passed through the air when someone who is sick with TB coughs, laughs, sings or sneezes. Yeah, well, we was told as well because it... It, well, it comes out of the mouth in the air, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. And I've just looked at another website, and I'm literally just looking at these websites as we're speaking. So I'd, I'd, I'd have to research it a little bit more, and I, and I think I will do when I get back from the States. Another website says that TB can't be contact, uh, contracted through spitting, uh, spit just being on the floor. You, you'd have to somehow well, get that in your mouth. Well, maybe it's as it goes. I, I really don't know. Listen, if I had the answers, I well, wouldn't no, be sitting here no, no, saying no, no. it. I, but I, all I'm saying is, as a warning, TB is rife in England. There's yeah. no way we want to spread it any no, worse than it is. Of course we don't. But but I'm just saying it, that, um, that I'm looking at another site here. Again, I don't know the validity, validity Listen, of this site. You can site. look at all the sites no, you like. But Elaine, Elaine, Elaine. What we need to do is we need to have facts, don't we? Do the right thing. We do need to do the right thing. We need to have facts, and it says here, TB is not spread through spitting. Okay. Thank you. No, no, Elaine, I'm not trying to... No, I'm going. I'm going. I don't want to get into an argument. I know know the way you deal. I listen to you every morning. I deal with facts, Elaine. Yes, I know. But you've got to deal with emotion as well. Well, I'm I'm, I'm trying to, and I'm really sorry for your loss. Of course I am. That's terrible. But I just just do worry that that, um, that we we need to... It's still filthy. Okay, it's filthy, but according to some websites, it, it doesn't spread tuberculosis. So, if I'm going through the door and I lick the door handle and then you get hold of the door handle, do you mind licking your hand after that? I I don't get that point. No, it's just spreading your mouth waters on on anything and everywhere you go. It's just not nice, Ian. It just really isn't nice. And that's fine. And if the point you're making is it's not nice to spit, then that's fine. I I I know, and it spreads disease. Well... That's what I was told okay. when my husband was ill. And I, I appreciate you coming and sharing that with, with us, Elaine. Thanks very much. Okay. Oh yeah. eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
stuck on the southbound carriageway in a queue and there's no traffic seems to be going on to the northbound carriageway so there may be an accident at the roundabout for the Watford Junction. Also, the M40 London bound, one lane closed between Junction 3 for Loudwater and 2 for Beaconsfield because of vehicles broken down. In Aston Clinton, the A41 closed at the Woodlands roundabout after an accident with congestion to the Oakfield Road. Also in Dunstable, the A5 closed at Houghton Road after an accident, still looking extremely slow in both directions on the sensors there. And in Fenny Stratford, the Stoke Road is blocked at the Drayton Parslow roundabout because a car's overturned, causing delays in the surrounding area. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. It's 8.18, it's Thursday the 13th of March, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police says a previous incident involving Farouk Ali in 2011 will form part of the current investigation into an alleged assault by officers on the vulnerable Luton man last month. Fire crews have cut free an injured man following a crash which closed the A41 in Buckinghamshire this morning. They were called to Aston Clinton just after 6.30. And in sport, Manchester City are out of the Champions League. City lost 2-1 at Barcelona last night to go out 4-1 on aggregate. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three, why would anyone buy a mattress off the back of a van? Roberto Peroni. How do you keep a straight face? That is so funny. A professor from the University of Bedfordshire has followed in the footsteps of Indiana Jones. Weekdays from three. It's the family and lifestyle debate. Got an hour discussing business and finance. It's our politics panel discussing how politics affects us. Later in the show, it's all about the entertainment world. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, Jonathan <clears throat> Vernon Smith. Hello there. Splendid in green, hands on hips. Y- your, uh, I think your flies are low. Oh. You might want to uh, do those up. That's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> Not embarrassing for me, Jonathan. <laughs> it's embarrassing for you, that's your problem. Right. It's your beef. <laughs> It's certainly not. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm off tomorrow. Uh, so I gather, who's doing the show? Do we know? You don't know? I, I, um, who's doing it? Don't know. Mystery, mystery man. Mystery man. Or mystery lady. Oh. Ladies can do radio shows almost as well as men. Almost as I well mean, as just men. as well as men. Well, that's just a slip of the tongue. Well, yes. Just as uh, they're, they're, they're good. You're good girls. <laughs> Seriously, there should be more women on radio. That's a fact. Yes, that's a fact. There should be. Just not on breakfast. Now, maybe the mid-morning slot. Now, <laughs> um, what would you like me to bring you a present from America? Um, I'm just trying to think if I like anything from America. Oh gosh, no. Okay, that's fine. No, their beer is terrible. I wasn't going to bring you beer. It was going to be like a T-shirt, like a police... I don't want a T-shirt. Police you might look like the kind of person that wears a T-shirt. If it had, like, a police logo on it, you might do. What? NYPD T-shirt. I don't want a police T-shirt. I'm going to get you an NYPD T-shirt. Oh, good Lord, do you can wear it. You can pretend you're in the New York Police Department. While you're in New York, though, you yeah. must go and visit a, uh, a, a lovely restaurant called Le Saint Vert. Oh, hey. I think it means the Green Monkey. Oh. It's delicious. They do a lovely burger. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a nice burger. Yeah, there. go yeah. there. Yeah, okay. It's a very good burger. I mean, what's on your show this morning? Coming up on this morning's big phone yes. I'm asking what could Morrison's do to make you shop there? Supermarket chain Morrison's. They've reported a £176 million loss for the past year of business. That compares to an £879 million profit for the year before. Chairman Sir Ian Gibson admits that the results are disappointing, yes. telling us. He's announced that Morrison's will now cheapen their offering to compete with the discount supermarkets oh. like Aldi and Lidl. Yes. Well, this morning I want to hear your views. What could Morrison's do to make you shop there? Ignore I, me. Te- I'm just writing a little right. email. Um, it, to be honest, I'm slightly concerned about this idea of competing with Aldi and Lidl. Yeah. Because, I mean, I do quite a lot of shopping in Morrison's, and I like Morrison's. Yep. I'll tell you the problem I have with Morrison's, some of the people who shop in there. Really? I think, actually, the, the food that you get in Morrison's is quite good. You ever go to Morrison's about half past three in the afternoon? Oh, good Lord. Dear, oh, dear. Really? They lose the will to live. Oh, why? Oh, dear, there's, there's some dreadful people. What do you mean by dreadful? So, oh, just awful. You mean common, don't you? A bit common, and you get loads of people who turn up with, like, 17 children, yeah. and they let them all just run around the aisles and pick stuff up. Soft play. And there I am with my trolley, you know, trying to do my shop, yeah. and it just, they irritate me. Yeah. So, actually, if you were to take some of the customers out of Morrison's, perhaps it would be the best supermarket in the world. Yep. yep. I don't know. Well, from nine this morning, I want your views on this. Whether you shop in Morrison's or have never shopped in Morrison's, what could they do to make you shop there? Cheaper prices, nicer customers, better food. I want your suggestions from nine. We'll pass them on to Morrison's on 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call now. Uh, Esme Davison Holt from Buckinghamshire is three years old. She's bright, beautiful, and loves Winnie the Pooh. Who doesn't love a bit of Winnie the Pooh? But has only just been able to tell her dad because she has a rare genetic condition called Rett's or locked-in syndrome. Esme's parents have started an online, uh, online campaign in the hope of establishing their own charity. Esme's mum, Abigail Davison Holt, it joins me now. Morning, Abigail. Good morning. Tell me about Esme. Um, she's beautiful. Um, in many ways, she is like any other almost four-year-old girl. It's all about Tinkerbell and Disney princesses in our house. Um, sparkle, glitter, pink. Um, she likes splashing in puddles. She likes going on the swings. But she can't tell us any of this because she can't speak anymore. So what happened? <laughs> um, typically with Rhett, development to begin with in the baby is normal perfectly normal and then somewhere between six months and 18 months it starts to slow down and in some cases there's some really obvious differences the baby can't sit up or roll over when you'd expect that wasn't our experience um it was probably around two years old as may stopped saying a lot of the words that she'd already started to say but she started saying new words so we weren't that worried mm. everybody just said oh she's just learning new ones um, and then around two and a half, she became really quite withdrawn, wouldn't look up when someone came into the room, um, didn't always respond to her name. And again, that's quite typical. They go through this big regressive phase that's very sudden loss of skills. And then all of a sudden, when she was about two and a half, she'd start wringing her fingers, um, oh hyperventilating a lot and saying very, very few words. Um, 
So now she's out of the regressive phase and she has very limited hand use, which is typical of girls with wet syndrome. And she can't really say anything. The odd word pops out when she's sort of not under pressure, but she can't speak anymore. But it's really important to point out that inside, in her brain, she's absolutely normal. She, all her tests, all her scans have come back completely normal, the MRI, the EEG. Her understanding is exactly as it should be for a girl of her age. So she gets very frustrated. I've got a little boy who's just over two and uh, he's making me laugh so much the last few days because he's just coming out with the funniest sentences and I can't begin to imagine what that must feel like for a parent to kind of have that taken away from them. It's, it's like a bereavement. That might sound a bit melodramatic, but it's really not because you've been told for however long, um, for us, two and a half years, no, there's nothing wrong. Your child's developing normally. You start the normal hopes of preschool and school and, you know, a little girl, you can't help but think of the day when you walk down the aisle or whatever. And then it's all taken away from you. And it means we've got a little boy as well who's 12 months old and um, we can't relax as much as normal and enjoy his development Mm. because there's always that fear that although he doesn't have Rett syndrome, it predominantly affects little girls. Um... But there's always that worry that it'll be taken away from us again. And we've had to adjust our expectations to the life we're going to have instead. Saying it's like a bereavement, I don't think is melodramatic at all. I, I completely understand what, what you're, you're, uh, you're saying. What, what treatment is there? What, what can you do with Esme to help her? Nothing. Really? There is no treatment and there is no cure. Um, many of the girls go on to develop epilepsy and seizures obviously if that happens it's not happening for Esme just now um everything with Rhett has at the moment or just now tagged on the end of it because it's um a spectrum disorder so it affects every girl in a different way in a different severity and there's no knowing how it's going to affect each of the girls so there are lots of symptoms there's um scoliosis curvature of the spine is very common seizures are extremely common um all sorts of other issues like heart problems because they struggle to breathe in a regular fashion that puts a strain on the heart um digestive issues constipation and and all sorts of things like that but nobody can tell us how severely as may be affected it could happen overnight that she starts having these problems or it could take 10 years or it could not happen at all so it's a bit like living with a ticking time bomb um and there's obviously for things like the seizures once they get to a point where they're severe enough that can be treated with uh, seizure medication. But for the most part, the RET itself, there's nothing. We have gripe water and Gaviscon for her tummy troubles and Calpol if it gets really sore. And that's it. That's all we can do. And there's nothing we can do to stop the progress of the disorder, really. Um... Obviously, we try. We're, we're sort of one of the lucky ones. Esme is amazing. She learnt to walk during the regressive phase, which is quite unusual, and she's mm. still able to walk short distances and walk around the house and sort of climb down from the settee and things. Um, whereas many girls by this age are sort of confined to a wheelchair. Um, over 50% of the girls with RET never learn to walk, and of the ones that do, many of them lose that 
disability as they get older. Does she still enjoy things like Winnie the Pooh? Can she still get, oh, get enjoyment yes. from things like that? Yes, as I Good. said, her, her understanding yeah. is totally where it should be, and I think that's a common misconception for um, people on the outside. Mm. And when I say that, I even mean some of the professionals who are not spending so much time with the girls. She's in there. She's absolutely yeah. in there. They, the only way they have to communicate with the outside world is through their eyes, and they have the most wonderful, expressive eyes that just tell you a thousand things. You're raising money now. Yes. How, how? How How can people help out with that, and what will the money do? Um, the money that we're raising is... Um, initially, we want to reach £5,000, which will enable us to set up a trust... Once we've set up a trust for Esme's future, we can then apply to become a registered charity. And then we can obviously benefit from things like gift aid and just giving. Um, the money itself is to go towards her future, to sort of try and, and give her as full a life as we can. Again, life expectancy with RET is unknown. It's only been... Um, identified as a condition since the 1960s. So there could be some 70-, 80-year-old women out there mm. that were never diagnosed. But generally, they kind of say 40 is perhaps the most. Abigail, so, is there... A, we're running out of time. I'm sorry. so sorry. No, 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 don't apologise at all. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated and moved by this. How can people get in touch with, with, and if they want to make a contribution? If they'd like to make a contribution, um, we have a Facebook page. Everybody's got Facebook, haven't they? Apparently so, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, if they look for Esme's All Stars, All Stars is one word, and Esme is E-S-M-E, um, they can find us there. OK. Send me an email, Abigail, I'll send you a few quid. Brilliant, thank you I will much. send you a few quid. Thank you very much for coming right, on. Cheers. Nice to speak to you, there we go. Oh, how could you not help but be moved by that? Oh, dearie me. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had an update in from Ashley. Lots going on out there this morning. On the Leighton Buzzard Bypass at the Lindslade Roundabout, a car is overturned. This is on northbound traffic, so that's heading towards Fenny Stratford. On the M40, London-bound one lane is closed between Junction 3 for Loudwater and 2 for Beaconsfield after a vehicle broke down. Uh, some queues in the area with the Matrix sign set to 40. Also had a call in from Ray on the M1 around Junction 8 for Watford. Southbound carriageway looking very slow with very little traffic on the northbound carriageway. Comparing that with the speed sensors, the Stevenson way as you head towards the M1 and out of Watford looks to be queuing at the moment, so there are some delays at the roundabout. Uh, public transport, though, that's looking good. We've got no reported problems there. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police says a previous incident involving Farouk Ali in 2011 will form part of the current investigation into an alleged assault by officers on the vulnerable Luton man last month. Colette Paul met Mr Ali's family yesterday. Fire crews have cut free an injured man following a crash which closed the A41 in Buckinghamshire this morning. They were called to Aston Clinton just after 6.30. Crews in Milton Keynes are cutting free another injured man following a crash at the Kingsmead roundabout. 
about just after 7.15. And the supermarket chain Morrison's has announced losses of £176 million last year. The company says it's decided to take on the discount shops Aldi and Lidl, and that'll mean future profits will be hit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester City have followed Arsenal out of the Champions League. City lost 2-1 at Barcelona last night to go out 4-1 on aggregate. Tonight in the Europa League, Tottenham host Benfica. In ice hockey, Milton Keynes Lightning won 4-3 at Basingstoke in the second leg of their English Premier League Cup final, but the Lightning lost 7-5 on aggregate after losing last week's first leg 4-1. Buckinghamshire's Ben Sneesby is in action for the first time at the Winter Paralympics today. The High Wycombe skier is in the slalom seated this afternoon. Sneesby competes in the giant slalom later in the week. The big race of the day in the Cheltenham Festival is the expected showdown between four-time winner Big Bucks and unbeaten mayor Annie Power in the world hurdle at 3.20. Here's Cornelius Lysett. Annie Power, trained by Willie Mullins and ridden by Ruby Walsh in the mainly pink silks of banker Rich Ritchie and his wife Susanna is the most exciting young equine talent to emerge from Ireland in some time. The six-year-old is the winner of ten races from ten starts, the last three when travelling to Britain and because of her sex, she carries less weight than the 11-year-old Big Bucks, trained by Paul Nichols for financier Andy Stewart and his family. Big Bucks won 18 on the bounce before injury intervened, stopping him from racing here 12 months ago. And on his return, he was beaten, with new jockey Sam Twist and Davis riding, ironically replacing Ruby Walsh, on the course in January. It's an intriguing clash between old and new. And Andy Murray's out of the Indian Wells tennis tournament. He was beaten in three sets by the 10th seed, Milos Raonic from Canada in the fourth round. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Spitting seems to be the uh, order of the day, but also we're talking about uh, well, we've been talking about it a lot the last couple of weeks. I have been a vegetarian for twenty five years, and for the last two weeks I've been eating meat, and I'm going to have a big blowout in the United States, and then when I've had that, I'm going to go and get myself a nice big burger. I'm going to have a big fat burger. I big... thought that was what the blowout was. No, that's um. Okay. Just what I do on a holiday. Yeah, all right. I'm going to have a nice, big, fat burger. Beautiful, big American burger and a chilli dog. Is it going to be a bourbon burger? Bourbon burger with a chilli dog to go. They have corn dogs there. <sighs> What's a corn I dog? I don't know, but I'm going to have it. Anyway. A meatsicle. To- Get a meatsicle. <laughs> well, I don't think I could do that. Isn't that a bike that you ride that's made of sausages? It's a sausage on a stick, I think. <laughs> uh, uh, so, but but to, to kind of get balance and harmony, to readjust the natural law of the universe, me giving up vegetarian, we've had to get a meat eater to be a veggie. And that's been Ian. Morning, Ian. Morning, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, mate. He sounds upbeat. Yo, you sound... <laughs> you, you, you sounds like you're struggling, mate. No, I'm all right today. I'm all right. You've sent a tweet this morning. Hi, guys. When am I able to eat meat again? <laughs> it's been seven... It doesn't even make sense what you've written. It's been seventh now, the longest I've ever gone without it. Kiss, kiss. You're rambling, Ian. You're rambling I like am. a lunatic. Well, yeah, I'm at work and I, so I can't, you know... Oh, mate, you sound... Catherine's, Catherine's <laughs> got something she's been wanting to say to you for the last few days. I've been saying it gently, but and I do this with love, Ian. But, oh, my goodness, your diet is boring. I know. It's fried eggs and taters every day. Yeah. What are we going to do with you? You've got to try something new. Otherwise, this I is going to fizzle out. 
Well, well there's only a few more days, isn't there? Well, that's exactly wow. it. Well, that's what wow. we need to discuss, Ian. Wow. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm back on Tuesday. Right. So Tuesday is the earliest you can, you can bail out. Okay. <laughs> but if I decide to carry on being a meat eater, then I don't know if you read the small print, but you have to, <laughs> you have to continue being a vegetarian. No chance. Whoa! Hey! <laughs> it's not possible. It's not possible. He fights it. back, Kelly Betts. He means an egg-a-tarian. <laughs> egg-a-tarian, yeah. potato <laughs> That would be egg and potato. That's How it. are you finding it, Ian? You've been, you, you, listen, fair play, mate. You've done brilliantly, and we've, we've all enjoyed, haven't we, gang? We've all enjoyed uh, Ian's tweets. He tweets a picture of every single meal. I love it. Um, it's, it I think he's pretty much tweeting the same photograph every single time. <laughs> but he's having, a, he's having a good go at it. How are you finding it, Ian? It's not as bad as I thought it was. I mean, like I said, I do need to adventure out into other things a bit, but, yeah, it's all right. I mean, my wife's still eating meat, so that's quite strange. Oh, that's not fair of her. Have you tried a bit of monge, too? No. Right, have a go at that. What about a carrot? A carrot. I had carrot last night on my salad. Right. Oh, I didn't get the picture. I didn't get the picture of that. I think you've unfollowed him now, haven't you, Kelly? No. (laughs) Have you not? Hey, listen, how's it? You've got a little baby. I have, yeah, he's a... 12 weeks on Tuesday. We, we love the pictures. The bee's gorgeous. Yeah, he's all right. He was born on Christmas Eve. Oh, oh, blimey. Oh, there you yeah. go. You see. He's, he's well and healthy, is he? Oh, yeah, he's perfect. He had a little bit, little bit of a problem with his feeding, but, yeah, he's fine. They, no, he's they always do, and they will continue to have a little bit of a problem with their feeding. But he's yeah. well... Ian, listen, listen, you've been a really good sport. Can you hold out until Tuesday? Oh, yeah, I'll do my best, definitely. He's going he's gonna to bail. He's going to have a curry on I'm Saturday. Not- I don't. I'd love that. I might do a vegetable curry again oh, over the weekend. Get in I'm, there. I'm not working over the weekend, so. Ian, listen, you're a really good sport. I'll speak to you on Tuesday. And Thank you much. Enjoy your holiday. Cheers, mate. And we've made Better. this appeal several times, but please, if anyone has any interest in vegetarian recipes, please yep. send them to please Ian. Please send them to Ian. Because otherwise, he's going to turn into an egg. <laughs> he sounds. The other day, he was really upbeat about it. He sounds miserable as sin there. But the first meal he cooked was like really colourful and looked great. You know, it was that vegetarian curry. Yeah. And since then, it's been pretty beige. He's. It... <laughs> I wonder if he's gone back. I wonder, Sorry? I wonder if he's gone back to pick up that sausage sandwich that he threw on the floor. Oh, he, he'll want it. <laughs> I'm trying to, to find... Point, um, yeah. the, uh, April's just emailed. I'm trying to find... What was it, the, 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 web, the Facebook page for Esme? Do you remember? Yeah, Esme's All Stars. Let, let me have a little look, see if I can find that, because um, I'm going to... I've I got it here. Do you want me to tell you it? Yeah, yeah, go on. It is... Oh, I did have it here. Yeah, here it is. www.facebook.com yeah, I know that bit. Slash Esme's All Stars, all one word. Capital E. Well, I don't think the capitals really matter. All right, okay, fine. There we go. I'm there. Esme's All Stars. Um, there we go. Do you know what? And I don't normally, I don't normally uh, contribute to these things because I'm a tough, hard man of steel. But um, I was so touched by that. Oh look, there's a picture. Of her. She's adorable, isn't she? Just adorable. Um, well, I shall. You know, I'll send them a few quid. I'll send them a few shekels. I think uh, it'll be uh, rude not to. Bob's on the A1M. Morning, Bob on the A1M. The aim, as I like to call it, if I'm being uh, flirtatious with words. Yes, Bob. Uh, yeah, I just want to mention that um, it's quite foggy between Stevenage and Letchworth, and I noticed that uh, one in six cars going the other way nice. hasn't got any lights on. And um, I was thinking that, you know, even if you've got these running lights on the front, you haven't got any lights on the back. No, you need to, you need the light. Have you been counting? You've been counting the number of cars and, and working it out. Well, you can when you're stuck for five minutes yeah. at a time. I suppose so. <laughs> but, uh, so they've not, it just seems common sense to me. If it's foggy and if it's dark, you've got to whack some lightage on. Well, that's right. You, you know, down here by Stevenage South, it's not too bad. But up by Letchworth, it's very bad. 
Is it? No, I've not been out for, since this morning, obviously, Bob, and I will be driving down the M1 shortly, round the M4, up to Heathrow, Terminal 3. Thank you very much. Uh, Brilliant. Is it, is it, Enjoy. Thank you. Is it fog light weather? Does it need to be the fog lights? Yes, yes. Yeah. It, yeah, because it's changing. It's so variable, oh, you know, no. just on this bit of the A1M. OK, Kelly Betts wants Bob? to say something. Bob? Hello? I don't think if I was driving, I wouldn't take you seriously enough. I think you need to really moan, a really big, foggy moan, so that people think, oh, yeah, Bob's right, I'll put my fog lights on. If someone <laughs> just says it, it doesn't hit home. Well, listen to all the accident reports you've got coming in this yeah. morning. Yeah, that, that really what? hammers it home. Moan think more. about the accidents. Moan Do you more. want to be part of one of those accidents? Oh, good point. Bob, I appreciate your message. And I do not appreciate Kelly Betts' involvement in that message. Why? You, he was he was given a powerful message there, and you were really kind of trying to dilute it with your no, whimsy. No, I like to hear people really moan when they're passionate. That's why I like working with you. Matt in Luton's on the line. Morning, Matt. Morning. Morning, morning. What have you got for me, Matt? Um, I'm on about your, your good manners. Yes, sir. I've just got up and I'm just brushing my teeth. Oh, for goodness sakes, Matt. Yes. You disgust me sometimes. I'm brushing my teeth. You made me brush my teeth. Oh, really? I felt, I felt really bad because of the way you were spitting. Sorry. Why do you do it? Because sometimes I, I've got something that I can't swallow and it's obstructing my throat and causing me to cough. So Sorry, I evacuate it from my body. That is no excuse. Well, yes, it is. It's a perfect you can excuse. swallow it, and when you go to the toilet, it will oh. all come back out. Oh, Matt. You... Oh, I'm sorry, so we got to share your crap out of your mouth, right? Ste- steady on, category B, steady on no, with your language. Category B, you want me to? You want me to open my mouth and yes. inhale in a, in a public toilet? Oh, no, sir. Oh, well, you don't have to open your mouth and inhale. You, you just swallow it. Okay. Well, it's, it's and, a... and and the other thing, you don't forget you've got two children. I hope they don't see you do this. I do it. Dis- I do it discreetly, away from the boys. But well, you know, they're, they're boys. They're, they'll be experimenting with their bodies soon. Well, yeah. And did Kelly tell you about my mate with the TV? Uh, no, uh, Kelly. Why didn't you tell me, <laughs> Kelly? Why didn't you tell me about Matt's mate with the TV? Matt's mate's got a TV. Hey, nice one, Matt. Yeah. Well, Are you gonna went... go around and watch the coronation. No, just just listen. Okay. You just listen. All right, Matt, calm down. Blimey. All right. Yes. He when he got a telly, I won't tell you where he bought it from. He put his TV in the car park. Yeah. These other two guys pulled up in the car and said to him, "Do you want to buy a forty-two inch screen TV?" Yeah. He said, "No, I've just bought one. Look, mate, this is dirt cheap and this is top of the range." Sounds very suspicious. Yes, and we we had this on three counties last year. I think Jonathan had it. Probably. And they've started again. I often recycle this old material. In, in foil and... Uh, but hang on, why bubbly. would they... Matt, Matt, why would your mate be, be offered a TV if he's just bought a TV? They see him buying the TV. So right, so they know he's got a TV. It's obvious that they're going to say, this guy might buy this. So anyway... No, but no, it's not obvious. About... Matt, it's yeah. not obvious. If I was trying to sell a hooky TV, I wouldn't go up to someone who's just bought a TV. I'd go up to someone who's come out empty-handed. If they bought a TV, they're not going to go, oh, yeah, do you know what? I need, I need a second TV. Thanks, guys. Yeah, but how do you know? He, he, if he come out empty-handed, how would you know he was buying a, he buying, he went in to buy a TV? Well, you, you don't. Just you let don't, me finish, you? don't. You don't. You, you, what you do sorry, know is he hasn't... Sorry. No, I, I accept your apology. What you, don't, what you do know is... <laughs> that's a good one, wasn't it? He's come out without a TV, so he might want a TV more than someone who's just bought a TV. He was this story makes no sense, Matt. No, you're rambling. 
I'm just telling you to make sure people realise it started up again. But what's the scam? The scam is when he got the TV home, he took it all out the wrapper. Yeah. The screen was busted completely. Well, your ma- mate's an idiot. No, he's not an idiot. Well, he just bought a TV up. for 60 quid after he's just bought another TV. Then some chances come up and sell him a TV for 60 quid. He doesn't look at the TV. He takes it home. The screen's busted. That spells to me I-D-I-O-T. Well, I can't spell idiot. I'm not as brainy as you. I know you're not, Matt. How's, how's things going? You're right. Oh, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm back to normal, and it's good to be back with you nice. and giving you a lot of verbal. Yeah. I love it. You need to try harder, Matt, though. Your standards have slipped. Come on. You no, can do better no, than no, that. No, 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 Is this as I'm, good as it's going to be? I'm going to set my mate's TV up this morning. Well, it doesn't work. It's got a broken screen. No, no, no. I should have put a nice new screen in it for him. <laughs> Matt and is... I'll clean it with a spit. Yeah, uh, yeah, thank you, Matt. Nice to speak to you. Cheers. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 London bound, one lane's closed between Junction 3 for Loudwater and 2 for Beaconsfield because of vehicles broken down. And in Aston Clinton, the A41 is closed at the Woodlands roundabout in both directions after an accident. In Dunstable, the A5 also closed at Houghton Road after an accident and still looking slow on the sensors in the area. In Fenny Stratford, the Stroke, Stoke Road sorry, is blocked at Drayton Parslow roundabout because a car's overturned. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Right, 8.46. It's Thursday the 13th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police says a previous incident involving Farouk Ali in 2011 will form part of the current investigation into an alleged assault by officers on the vulnerable Luton man last month. Colette Paul met Mr Ali's family yesterday. Fire crews have cut free an injured man following a crash which closed the A41 in Buckinghamshire this morning. They were called to Aston Clinton just after 6.30. And in sport, Manchester City are out of the Champions League. City lost 2-1 at Barcelona last night to go out 4-1 on aggregate. Last 15 minutes of the show, I'm off until Tuesday, so if you want to have a go at me, now's the time. 08459 455555. Here's the weather with Sarah Thornton. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's an improving picture across the three counties. Buckinghamshire still has quite a lot of uh, low cloud around and some fog too, but in beds and hearts, things are looking a little bit better according to latest observations and satellite picture. Fog, though, still an issue for some of us, and the Met Office weather warning accompanying that fog is in force until 10 o'clock this morning, but things are improving. Uh, We see the fog lifting into low cloud. The low cloud starting to dissipate slowly through this rest of the morning into the afternoon. In the best of the brightness this afternoon, some good spells of sunshine eventually coming through. We're looking at highs of 14 or 15 Celsius, uh, 15, 59 in Fahrenheit. We do it all again tonight, cold and clear, and then the fog starts to reform. Another difficult morning then for tomorrow morning. Again, though, the fog lifts into low cloud and then thins and breaks through tomorrow afternoon, so some good smells of sunshine. And again, temperatures in the mid-teens. As we go through the weekend, we'll stay dry. The wind starts to pick up. It looks like, as a general rule of thumb, Things will be cloudier on Saturday than on Sunday. And when we see the sunshine, it'll feel like spring with temperatures in the low to mid-teens. There's more, of course, on the website, uh, bbc.co.uk forward slash weather. Thank you very much. 
the Six Nations, Saturday from 12.30, the final three games back-to-back. -back. This has been a fascinating yeah. contest. Can England keep their championship hopes alive against Italy? And Danny Kerr has scored! He's scored everybody napping! Then it's Wales against Scotland. Who can end on a high? Everyone is on the edge of their seats right now. And at five, the match that decides the title. France play Ireland. Wide load of Trimble looking for a second. Trimble steps and drives and pirouettes. Our fiercest rivals are those who are closest. The six yeah, yeah, yeah. Rugby. Saturday afternoon from 12.30 across the BBC. Cowboy Pete Harper's not happy. Not happy. Why, why? Uh, yeah, Facebook. What an admission for a radio presenter to make. Admitting he urinates and spits in the open. Don't do it in the open, I do it discreetly. Young children listen to this and hearing that, that, hearing that they think it is all right for them to do... Uh, Ian Lee... Hmm? I don't think they do. I think most people have been absolutely disgusted. Ian Lee, you are a disgrace to the professionalism of the BBC, yourself and the people who listen to you. You need to grow up and take your responsibility seriously and grow up. Well, OK, repetition to grow up. You've used capitals all over the place, but don't worry about that. Uh, what an admission for a radio presenter to make. What, what honesty, what refreshing honesty from a radio presenter who's not towing the company line and is telling you the truth. Yeah, I spit in the street, and when I really, really need to, uh, I've done a wee in a car park. When I really... I don't, I don't go out and do it all the time. It's like, hey, look at me. Look at me, guys. Look, look, I can do it right up against the wall. Are you sure it's not a thing? Sorry? It's not a thing. It's not a thing. I do it if I really, really need to. Men urinate in the uh, street when they really, really need to. I'm not doing it in the, in the middle of boots. I'm not going into Waitrose and having a wee against the vegetables. They I'm wouldn't doing... have that. But they would not have that. I go around the corner and I do it discreetly in a little, you know, in an alleyway or oh. something. Well, I don't see what the problem is. I, right. Oh, where's... There's not... There's too many ovaries and not enough um, testosterone this week. Where's Justin. All right, bruv. Justin. Yeah. Now listen. Sup. You've weed in the street. Probably. Exactly. And I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's. It's fun. I'm not saying. Hey, kids, go out now and do got, it. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta you? go. You gotta go. I don't think Justin would have. He just said he did. You won't eat anything long in public. He's very, very conscious of the way people he's, perceive he's him. Sat, he's not going to do that. He sat there. Talk to him. Come on, Josh. You don't do that. Maybe if I've had a few pints, or I might. See? Depending like what the situation See? is, bruv. So, Peter, I accept your criticism, I, and I'm, I, what I'm—I I think you've confused yourself by by labelling in such an angry way. What you're actually doing is you're thanking me for being honest, and that's shocking to hear on radio. And I understand your confusion, Peter, but well done you for working through it. Excellent stuff, uh, indeed. Mark's in Dunstable. Good morning to you, Mark. Good morning, Ian. Mark, what have you got for me? Well, firstly, I've got to say that I listened to you. For years, yeah. Oh, and today you really have upset me. Oh, because that's good. You've done two things. I'm a lot older than you. I know. I I've can never tell. ever spat in the street, and I've never urinated in the street. But the lucky, I... lucky you, lucky your your bladder is obviously stronger than mine. Well, you know, for a young man. Well, anyway, I rang because I, for many years, lived in Wembley. And I have a relative that still lives there, which I visit on a regular basis. And Brent Borough Council are having a large campaign at the moment yeah. because the group of people that now live in Wembley yes. eat a thing called palm. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes, I've seen that. That's the leaf you kind of chew, isn't it? That's correct. Yeah, disgusting. Now, I've tried it. It's disgusting. Street, it's horrible. Or, or Ealing Road. Yeah. You look like you've entered a, a zone where blood has been spread all over the place. 
because what happens is they chew the palm which is filled with the red liquid they then spit it out and it ends up on the pavement yeah. and on lampposts okay. so, so as you're walking down the high street right it looks like you've entered Afghanistan oh Okay. Now, Brent are spending thousands to try and clear this stuff up. And they have now made it that there are police all over the high street and Ealing Road. And if you're caught spitting, you are fined. Right. All right. So, you know, two things you are doing, you are actually breaking the law. Spitting is illegal and so is urinating in the street. Oh, come on. Now, no, 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 Mark. I'll let you, I, I'll let you bang I on for a bit. No, uh, Mark, 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 you Mark, no. Mark. I've let you bang on for a bit. Let me come in. Come I'm on, right? I'm not banging on. You are banging I'm on a bit. I'm absolutely furious with you. Well, you, you, you need to tone up the fury a bit then, because it sounds like banging on at the moment. Uh, most blokes have done a wee in the street. No, I'm not, well, I haven't. Well, so OK, you're the I'm exception not... then. Most blokes have done it. Of N- course they have. No. After a few bevies on the way home, they need to go, or they've got caught short. Of course they have. No, 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 no. I, uh, you know, I'm an ex-soldier, right? I'm an ex-police officer. I have, I have had a good point. Here we go. Walked down the street and found a public urinal. Or that I was held when, it till I get home. That was back in the day. You don't get public toilets anymore. They're all closed down. Well, whatever. Hold it till you get home. Well, you but, can't but, always do it. That's bad for you. Ian, honestly, for, for a guy, you know, you're a nice... Well, you were to me, you were a nice guy. I'm still a nice guy, Mark. I'm still that nice guy you used to listen to at LBC no, and Absolute. I'm still that same guy. No, I'm no, still that same guy. I'm nicer. Not, not if you're spitting in the street, honestly. I was spitting in the street at LBC, Mark. Disgusting habit. Yes. Disgusting. Well, it's, it's been a pleasure entertaining you for these last few years. No, that's fine. I guess we have to go our separate ways, Mark. I think we do. Bye-bye, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Wow, I I didn't realise he was... I didn't realise he was calling me from space. (sighs) That... I I tell you what. Listen, guys. Listen, guys. I'm a a tough guy, as you know. I'm a very tough guy. Um, And when people say they're not going to listen anymore, that's fine. I can dig that. When people say they've been listening for years and they're not going to listen anymore, that hurts. That does hurt. It surprises me that it was this that turned him off. I've done worse than this. I know. I've done a lot worse than this. Richard's in Winslow. Good morning, Richard. You know, I gather you're off to the colonies soon. Y- yes, sir. I'm going to... the serious gonna... bit before we come on to the colonies. OK. Now, the serious bit. Spitting in the streets is uh, will spread... Uh, germs and disease. Well, no, hang on, let's, no, no, stop. Let me, Richard, let me, no, 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 we're going to deal with this point by point. Do we know that spitting in the street spreads TB? I'll tell you why. The NHS or the government website doesn't mention spitting as being one of the ways you can get TB. It mentions other things, it doesn't mention spitting. There's another website, I don't know the, the, the validity of this website, that says categorically spitting does not spread TB. So where have you got that information? Information from, and this is a serious point. Where have you got yeah, that from? Very serious point. It, it, it was very much promoted in the thirties, forties, and fifties. Right. Okay. In the thirties, no, no, no. We're going to do this. We're going to do this point by point. In the thirties, in the thirties, it was promoted that smoking was good for you. So. Again, we in need the, more recent evidence century, that... T- it was promoted that the world was flat. It doesn't mean that was true, either. Exactly. So you've just argued your own point, no, Richard. Just listen to 
to the point I'm trying to make, will you? And stop twaddling on. The point I'm trying to make is, would you troll along Luton behind all those macho guys gobbing on the pavement, giving off... Um, TB germs because it's coming out no, of my mouth. No, no, I'm not letting you, sprotlet. Richard. I am not letting Richard. That I am not letting you have that because we don't know that that's a fact. I'm you sure saying jolly well spread no. Bit around, it comes out of your mouth. They said coughing, sneezing. What do you think a sneeze is? Other than yeah, because a, do you know what? Do you know what the difference between a sneeze and a spit is? Are you no, really? Don't be ridiculous. You're being no. I'm not, Richard. Ridiculous. I'm being sensible. You are the difference between a, a spit is you are a concentrated bit of flob on. To the Get floor. a proper doctor on the program. A sneeze, no, 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 we will do. We will do. We will do. A sneeze, you are spreading germs over a 50 metre radius, for goodness sakes. That's well, the, the difference. It's not the same. It's the same stuff that comes out of your lungs, a nasty old TB infected little bit of. Why is he not listening? Why is he not listening? He's just not even listening to me, Kath. Get a proper doctor on. He's not even listening. Come on, down your medical qualification. Well, no, a sneeze, I, I think we are right. Have you finished? No. Okay. We are right to question the validity of this statement that lots of people have made that, that, that spitting spreads TB. I have seen a government website that doesn't cite that as one of the, the, the ways of spreading it, and another website that categorically says spitting does not spread TB. We need to know the facts about this, okay? And a sneeze is completely different from a spit. Of course it is. You still there? Yeah, of You're not now. Paul's in Biggleswade. Hey? Morning, Paul. Well, Ian, I, I have to say, you really do disgust me. Um, I think spitting is just one of the, the lowest forms of filth that you could possibly oh. spread around. I, now, I used to work... Oh, in... really? Spitting is, is worse than some, some other things I can't even name. They're so disgusting. I suppose the next thing you'll be telling us is that you enjoy having a good break around up your nostrils and having a good pick of, and then I suppose you flick your bogeys up the wall, don't you? I bet you're have one you of those wa- as well, aren't you? Have you been watching hey? me, Paul? Have you been in my house and in my car? I don't need to. I just know the sort of person you are. Listen, I'll give you a bit of advice. you got ten you better, seconds. Go on. You better get on that airplane and go across to America and blinking will stay there, mate, because we don't want your filthy germs in this country. No, no, I can't. <laughs> up! How many is that today? Five? I've got to cry. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Aston Clinton, the A41 is closed at the Woodlands Roundabout after an accident. And also on the speed sensors, there are queues on the Redbourne Road heading towards St Albans at the moment. In Bedford, the town centre looking extremely congested. The Bromham Road as you head towards the centre of town, very slow going. In Fenny Stratford, the Stoke Road is blocked at Drayton, the Parslow Roundabout by an overturned car. Public transport got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint all of you, dear listeners, but I'm going to be off for the next two shows. I'll be back on Tuesday. Don't panic. JVS is up next. Play nice. Till Tuesday from me. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. He's done it now. (laughs) Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, I'm asking, what could Morrisons do to make you sure?